When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This week in Lee, turns out that it's not so much Matt Lodge's brother who's the cunt in that family. Given his origin experience of throwing into Jared Hayne, Robbie Farah becomes the front runner to become the next 49ers quarterback. Rupert Murdoch plays the role of Des Hasler and pays overs for the T-Rex of footy codes. And we preview all of the action for round 25 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 203 of This Week in Tigers in Decline. I'm Rock Hard, and you're Surly. <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> fucked. Why did we have to do that? Uh, you, wore, you wore the shirt. I wore the fucking shirt, but I didn't expect to be fucking... This is a fucking ambush. <laughs> it's an ambush. This is an ambush. I've got ambush. It's almost as it's almost as if you haven't you haven't had the accumulation of twenty four weeks of evidence piling up on top of five four five years of evidence. <laughs> Welcome. Have to be surly. Well, okay, how would you? Chipper. You, you could be chipper, but I just don't expect it. I think it'll be fake if you were chipper. Agreed. I don't. I mean, and this this show is all about fucking real talk. And I don't think you would deceive the fans and the listeners of the show. They don't care. All they want to do is fucking kick me. That's all they do. Everyone's like, oh, when's, when's this week in league coming out? When's it coming? When, oh, did you guys record oh, last night? Did you get say, the Robbie Glenn, stuff? I can't wait to kick this cunt. Glenn's going to be eating bags of dicks this week. <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, we did lose to the Sharks. It's only fair that I do consume a chaff bag of dicks. Welcome to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And um, look, this is probably going to be the end of your listenership. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate your support for the week and all two that you've been around. Good on you. <laughs> you've come in the prime time of the season where <laughs> Glenn's usually checked out because the Tigers have yeah. weeks before. And uh, I've tried. I tried to keep it going. This week we're in grave danger of going into our first final series of the show with no fucking interest at all in the game. <laughs> So you can the look final forward. series, including Cronulla. Yeah, so... <laughs> and, and neither and, of And potentially teams. the Dragons. What's happened to the world? So, yeah, look, What's yeah. What's happened to the world, Nathan, I ask you? Rugby League's going to be the loser. Our listeners are going to be the loser. Rugby League's gone bad. You know who's going to be the winner? Audible.com and all our people that go there. They get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. And a shout out to everyone who's done it so far. Helps the show out greatly. And uh, look, face it, if, you, if you're not the, the membership slash jersey slash Twilgenfeld print slash shirt buying type of person. <laughs> what the fuck are you? Yeah, well, yeah. What the f- a, what the fuck are you? B, you can go and uh, sign up at audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. Get yourself a free audio book. And uh, jump onto mirrors.com and have a fucking look at yourself. <laughs> So, let's hit the mailbag. Uh, I, I had to, I had to fucking draw a line on this mailbag because it just kept coming. Like I was pretty much sorted yesterday. 
But um, it just kept coming. And look, you know, I'm glad because it's a pretty slow news week up until last night, about nine nine thirty. You know, but but we should say we should, we we haven't really. I mean, we don't have the the junior football to talk about anymore. That's all done and dusted. No, right? Oh, we finished up last weekend. I'll oh, say so okay. Um, had our last game of the season against uh, West End, Ipswich side, not West End in the city. Um, and um, fucking hats off to those kids. Cracking yeah. fucking team. Didn't play. Didn't play like West End girls. No, definitely, definitely did not. Didn't play like the Brisbane West End side would have, which would have been full of hipsters, with uh, smoking jackets and pipes and beards and funny hats and whatnot. Um, actually played like fucking little juggernauts and uh, hard tackling motherfuckers <laughs> is what they played like, and um, it was a very very hard game. The Have boys... you played them before? No. Nah, Sounds like it was absolute ambush. Never, yeah. never played them before, and. Um, I purposely, uh, in a coaching masterstroke, purposely pulled probably our best player uh, and put him on the bench to start the game because that's genius, right there. Well, he doesn't he doesn't get much time off the field, and I try and spread the love a little around uh, yeah. a little bit. So um, probably could have picked it a week where we were playing a team that we're fucking toweling regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why sit him down after you fucking run up a lead. <laughs> Uh, look, and I think the boys were all like, where's Where's James? Where's James? What's happened to James? He's he's normally covering up our fucking horrible <laughs> got misses. Caught, got caught urinating in public. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, so they got the hop, they got us on the hop and, and jumped out to a little bit of a lead. We got our uh, got our shit together in the, in the second term and um, held him out pretty much for the, for that whole ten minute period. Just got a couple of tries ourselves, and I was, I was like, okay, we'll. We in this. We, we, we'll finish. We'll finish stronger. And um, as it turned out, we we still pretty well held him out for the next ten minutes, but yeah. we just couldn't claw it back. Yeah. Jackson handled a solid little game through a fucking outrageous, fucking backhanded flick pass whilst being fucking half hurled to the ground by by a defender to put one of his little teammates into space. It, even the other teams parents and everyone was fucking whooping and hollering <laughs> over it so um but tough tough game to finish the season but overall proud of the boys efforts all season and uh, i wish i could say that about some other teams that i fucking follow you get your you get your chance now I've, I've tweeted at people who are uh, sitting on twitter at the moment they would have seen i tweeted out a picture of you right as you were within 30 seconds of you arriving tonight yes wearing a tigers in decline shirt yes Probably second time you've had that shirt on. I reckon you you put it on real quick for a photo when when they came in and you were over and I, and I gave yours to you. Probably not been on since, right? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it's not fucking Vinny's or been. I or, should have set fire to it, but you know, wouldn't look as good on me tonight if I'd set fire under to your Playboys it. in the cupboard or you know something. But um, just got some people. <laughs> It'd be remiss of me to ignore the 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 listeners who immediately jumped on it and uh, at Dan Drolls. Finally, he's admitted the truth. <laughs> De Niro, M51 avoider, that uh, fuck, he looks sad. People care about you, man. Don't, don't ever say people care about you blue, after reading something blue that's MT- been written by that cockhead. Blue at Blue MTS, Glenn, what a human, a role model to us all. Oh, Look at that. See, I, I, told that you they, I, I told you they I told you they care. He's a good man. Oh, Shanta. Oh, man, this is sad now. And then a picture of the look at the flowers scene uh, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, Stuart Marler, this ought to be good. Does he want to share my news or use his own? I'll just use mine. Thanks very much. Niles, nineteen ninety one. Make it out of this fucking shirt. Shirt symbolises Farrah era. Looking up symbolises post Farrah era. 
Jack Dorigo, 1917. Nan says, uh, poor Glenny looks shattered. Oh, dear. Oh, bloody dear. Oh, no. Yeah, she, I'm, you know, I'm, she, I'm all right, Nan. She's uh, definitely, definitely worried about you. She's, yeah, it's all good. I can deal with it. Snappy Sazi, wow, this is going to be one hell of an epic grand. Hashtags in decline. Hash, put out your schnitzels. So, we did have a couple of people put out their schnitzels today. Yes. Trotters, Trotters and, uh, and um, Shana, I think. Oh, of course. Those two fucking trolls. <laughs> hey, it's a sign of honouring. It's honouring the man. I mean, you know, it's become an internet tradition to honour someone with something. Shana, <laughs> he's like a, a dog with a calcium deficient bone. Yeah, but... Movies but, slash life questions for Glenn. And he's got a movie poster, What Becomes <laughs> of the Broken Hearted. Yeah, okay. Have you seen that? Yeah. Because I loved Once Warriors so much. I yeah. watched that one. Okay. It's fantastic. I went to watch it at the movies. I was a little bit scared. Why? I was, was going to be 3D was, and Jakey was going to jump out of the screen and make you, make you fucking make the man some fucking eggs. I was a fucking grown-ass man. <laughs> and I was still... Still uh, scared. Because that's, you know... That's just me. Anyway, fuck you, Shanta. Next. <laughs> Shanta wore it when he, um, you know, he had to put, you know, put your biscuits out. So, <laughs> for the anniversary of his uh, ankle injury. True. Every year, forever and ever, as long as uh, <laughs> we know him. Um, now, let's go to the actual mailbag for the week. Um, ah, pop. Shwank of essence. Holy shit balls! I'm excited about tonight's This Week in League. I reckon Nate's trolling could finally push Glenn over the edge and make him snap. No way. He went on to say, and Glenn could do one of the numerous things he said he'd do to Nate over the years. It's going to be must-listen-to stuff. No. I'll be fine. I'm all good. I've had 24 fucking weeks to prepare, prepare for this horse shit. Time Some would say a decade. <laughs> Some would say a decade. Well, it's coming up, isn't it? It's coming up on the, the decade of decline a nation. <laughs> Cattle Dog Blue. Fuck Knuckle, better get a decent rap of the Knights game for once this week. If not, I swear I never listened to you for at least seven days. <laughs> and I've got to say, like that, mate. I've got to say, Cattle, Cattle Dog Blue, you you were you were the gentleman that sent us through the the, the photo, you know, the the screenshots of the NRL table when Manly was down around the bottom, and um, when I was saying that the Knights were the worst team in the comp, I've got to say that may have changed. That may have changed now. <laughs> Perhaps the Knights aren't the worst team in the comp right now. Doesn't mean they're clear as a spoon. We'll talk about that too. But uh, yeah, I don't think they're going the worst at the minute. One-eyed tiger underscore. Who could you possibly be referring to, Nathan? Wow. Who's going worse than the Knights? Well, it could be any of a number of teams. One-eyed tiger underscore. Just caught up with episode 202. Resonated with another number of topics you discussed, including DV scum, Jared Hayne haters, and West Tigers peril. You're welcome. Uh, Mitch Pool one the Jared Hayne slash NFL bandwagon discussion was spot on. I know Hayne has sparked my interest in NFL, so what? Exactly. Here, here, sir. And uh, I don't think I actually have a story about Jared Hayne this week to say, but fucking killed it again. Mate, you could not have fucking scripted it the way he's going and the fucking pandemonium he's creating yep. on social media and with these fucking ignorant Americans. Well, exactly, but I mean, there's and and they're not even taking the standpoint of like, well, this is surprising. They're not like Australians. They're going, oh well, this is you know he's doing better than we thought, or this is surprising. They're just getting they're just getting around him. Yeah, and it's going, fuck, this guy's awesome. Yeah, how good is this? Which I think you know a lot of uh, you know Australian people could probably fucking do. And there's still people going, oh, he's playing against second string teams. Oh, he's still fuck me. He's getting 
he's getting challenged every step of the way. Oh, he's only on a practice squad. Oh, that, that, he's, just, still, he's still he's still going to make X amount of cuts. Oh, he's still playing against, you know, no, it's preseason. No, no, oh, he's playing against second and third. Fuck me. What more can the guy do? He took, he, gonna- hey, he took the first three kicks in the game, and they weren't fucking third string or second stringers. Mm. That was first string. That's how it goes. I mean, some games, let's be fair, so, yeah, probably when he when he entered the running game, probably against third stringers there. But in Canada, that will say all those fucking guys are fighting their asses off to get a spot in the final roster for their team. And no one's letting him do that shit to them. Show me one of those third stringers that's playing his second fucking game of the sport ever in the, yeah. in his life. Yep. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, like, he's just, people he's just playing. He's playing what's him. he's playing what's in front of him, and he's fucking killing it. And I mean, we go, oh yeah, they show the fucking they they show the fifty yard run he does, but they don't show the fucking two yard run. Guess what? It's a fucking running back game, and running backs do get stopped for nothing. Well, they do get stopped for two yards, even or the they, best ones. Or they or they go for six nine yards, or they break free and go for fucking sixty or a touchdown, or something like that. But guess what? Even people like Marshall and Lynch. They've got to fucking. They've got to take those suicide runs where the gap just doesn't open up from the offensive line. And they get fucking pounded to establish the running game to do their fucking job. Freeze up the wide receivers for a pass, or you know they go back to the running game. Eventually they beat them down, keep them on the field. They could be running out of clock. There's so many fucking reasons he doesn't have to run for fifty fucking yards every time. And I understand that some of you people are new to the sport of NFL, American football, because you're only watching it in order to hate on Jared. <laughs> I understand you knew the sports. So I'll give you a fucking pass for not knowing the intricacies of fucking game plans and how things work. But it just, it just, you know, it bears repeating. He doesn't have to fucking break away for fifty yards every single time. The and if he doesn't run, it doesn't. Is the fucking story? The fact that he's doing it at all is the fucking. Oh, he heads good blocks in front of you. He's never fucking looked at a blocker before in his life. Exactly. That's a penalty. <laughs> It's a penalty if you do. Uh, so, yeah, look, th- this is the thing. They got four downs to get that 10 yards. So, um, if a uh, running back could do 10 yards every single carry, they would have changed the fucking rules 30 years ago when they became apparent, and the, or they would have increased the distance or something. So, in conclusion, fuck up haters. And welcome, Queenslanders, to the bandwagon, too, just quietly. Welcome, cunts. He's, he's we remember what you fucking hang, said about Jared Hayne. Hang Hain. on a sec. Well, I, re- I don't forget what you said. I've you always can... oh, been yeah. a fucking fan of Jared Hayne. Yeah, I'm not meaning you specifically because you're, I mean, despite the team you go for in Origin, you're not a Queenslander. You're fucking born and raised you're in Ayers, motherfucker. You, really? We're 14 minutes in and, and, and you're really starting to fucking piss me off. You paid you a high compliment. Am- ambushed me at the start. I paid you a high compliment by saying you weren't a Queenslander. Rubbish. You're a fucking dick. Just take it. Take the compliment. I'll take it and I'll ram it so far take up your fucking ass once I remove your head from there. You'll take it like the West Tigers have for the past fucking duration of this entire decade. Show. <laughs> <laughs> so we got off track a little bit there, but um, in moral of stories, fuck up. He's going to have another Keep game. Keep doing what you're fucking doing, son. And I've fucking next week I'll be ordering three Jared Hayne jerseys. One for myself. One for my uh, eldest son and one for a mate of mine who is a huge Parramatta fan and when he was very upset that Jared was leaving, yeah. I said, if he makes a fucking 49ers squad, I'll buy you a jersey. <laughs> fucking score for him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, look, you know, it's, it's at the stage now where I'm kind of like thinking, you know, where I'm kind of like, fucking don't sign him, cunts. Because there will be a, there, there will be another five sides that would he would walk into. Mm. He's established himself now that he, he can't lose. Mm. He he is going to be playing in an NFL squad somewhere, and if it's not the 49ers, if they are so stupid to you know not see the 
Well, I mean, that's obviously the marketing potential, but also the fact that he can fucking play the game. I think I think the 49ers are playing it pretty pretty well. They're giving him Their his coach due. Their coach has been fantastic. They're giving him his due. They're not fucking blowing the lid off it and, yep. and getting caught up in the hype. Yep. Uh, but if you... If you've followed the fucking track of the 49ers over the last fucking several months um, in this off-season, and, and certainly the way they finished last season quite horrifically, um, I've read a bunch of stories that said, you know, they'd be fucking... They're, they're on the lookout for a fucking good story. Yeah. The 49ers, they need some positive karma. Jared Haynes bringing that in, in fucking abundance at the moment. And not only that, he's a story of the... He's the he's the, the best story of the entire preseason, mm. not just the 49ers. Sure. The real winners out of this whole situation... Well, there's as far as I can tell, there's one there's one big loser in this situation. Parramatta. No. The Roosters. <laughs> they don't have a fullback now coming their way as soon as they thought they would get him. Because um, Parramatta were never going to slot him in, especially after this salary cap bullshit that's transpired over the course of the year. They had no chance. I reckon the NRL would have found a way to make it happen. For Parramatta? Parramatta. Yeah. Fucking before the Roosters. The real, the real, yeah, but if the Roosters could say, hey, we can fucking slot him in here and we, you don't have to dip into your marquee fucking whatever to get him back. Jared, Jared Hayne is a fucking Parramatta player. Fucking hands down. 49ers player now. True. Onward and upward. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. We will never see him play in the NRL again. The big winners, though. Because you know what? What? (laughs) If if these fucking stories about his endorsement deals... 12 million, they say, and he's just standing If he makes 12 million and and plays half a season of NFL and then gets cut... um, That's his NFL career, NRL career, times two, probably. Just going to say, would you go back and fucking play for power? Or would you fucking put your feet up and go, you know what? Had a real crack. Thanks for your time, guys. I'm going to take my $12 million and fucking go and sit in the Bahamas. Yeah, well, he'd take his $12 million and he could probably fucking parlay that into, you know, still keep endorsements in Australia because he's still going to be a fucking such an inspirational sort of character. Absolutely. Um, but the big winners, 49ers fans, not because of anything he does on the field. I saw today that Channel 7 are negotiating a deal mm. to play every 49ers game. I think that's fantastic. I would fucking love to have my t- every game on free-to-air TV in Australia. I get fucking exactly zero. So I got fucking fork out like, you know, what, 120 US to do the Game Pass thing to get every... Just for your lot. team. Just for my team, yeah. You add, you add another 20 or 30 for all teams and then you add extra to that if you want. It's about, I think it's about 250 bucks for if you want all teams, all games plus finals, plus Super Bowl. And I don't really worry about the finals in the Super Bowl because they're always on Foxtel anyway. Um, but like for a regular season, you know, you're just at the mercy of fucking whatever the game of the round mm. is or, you know, whatever, ESPN or, you know, whoever's showing. So, big win for 49ers fans. I mean, maybe they, you know, they don't want to watch the games. Maybe they get, might, might get flogged and just have some fucking great kick returns. <laughs> but um, still, you know, the, the ability to have your team every game on free to air is amazing. His fucking fend. It's yeah. like, we knew that. We've seen that a thousand sure. times. But we knew it, we had it, that. It's like Americans have never seen it. They're like, oh, the stiff arm. Yeah, before that, they just thought it was fucking, you know, a button on Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times you see players but do it. Is is the stiff arm, you know, like, obviously players fucking use it all the time. Is oh, it- I just think it's not as, I just think it's a, it's a technique that's not used as much. It's probably, this is probably an advantage he has, where in league, that's something you do. Yeah. You know, pretty and like some players, obviously instinctively, or like you know, like your Ingleses and they do it all the fucking time. But um, I'm just trying to think to, to run you back. Usually, they sort of have the ball just fucking like mm. wrapped up two arms, battering ram their way through, and then because of good blocking and the fact that they're just they're just tanks, 
get through that first that first tackle just with explosiveness and then away they go. But I mean the footwork that he's fucking displaying too, it's like wide receiver footwork. Like the you see when he, he took that um I think it was a second kick where the, the guys were right on him. And, and bang and the guys scored. and the guy has just gone to the ground and he didn't get hit by a blocker or anything. He's just cleanly fucking missed him just with footwork. Mm. You know, he's just very vision to pick up his blockers and stuff like that. It's um way ahead of I think what anyone would have expected from him. And there's people, you know, there's people listening to us right now. It's going, oh, fuck these cars. Fucking shut fuck. up. Shut up, man, Jared. Hey, he's fucking in shit. He's fucking playing third and third. He's done nothing yet. To that, we say, fuck you guys. Exactly. Get Thanks around, for listening. Get around a fucking good story. For God's sake, you have to be such miserable cunts for all your lives. <laughs> Just because your team's not going to make the fucking finals. Oh, you fucking new queen. Yeah. Oh. Does my fucking head in the negativity, Glenn. And like, I can be negative as I can be as negative with the best of them. But this one. Come the fuck on. Mitch Colby, C-U-L-B-Y, that is. He is he's come on very strong late season game on the tweet. So uh, I have a question slash proposal. I don't think there's enough punishment for t- for coming last. Ideas. He goes on to say, I personally think their jersey should be stamped with a thousand spoons for the next season in shame. And that uh, all the spoons will have sad faces on them. Well that's that's fucking stupid. But I think how many people would buy like a spoon jersey? <laughs> like the team's spoon jersey. Yeah. Oh, but you know how when teams win, what, what fucking, I just, I'm just drawing a fucking blank. You know, like a team wins a premiership or something the next season, they have like a little thing on their jersey to, you know, like as a signifier sort of thing. Like imagine like a yellow jersey in Tour de France sort of situation. Mm. Imagine if there was like a signifier on the jersey, so they got a spoon. Just totally eradicates merchandise sales for that year because no one wants to own a fucking no spoon year, that. like a post spoon jersey. <laughs> The only fan base that would get around it is probably fucking um, the Warriors because just fuck they, they love a different jersey. They love, they love a jersey. They're better. They're, they're, they're like Twill Nation times a thousand. Boy, mm. they're me in a fucking jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well look, I, th- I think the the uh, devastation of coming last is probably sufficient. Yeah, no. You certainly don't want to punish them. You want to bend down and just give them a helping hand up. All the fucking spoons that I've been a party to as a Western Suburbs Magpies supporter. How's it feel though? I wonder if it's got something to do with the fact that September falls around spring. Yeah. Or is, is springtime. Magpies are very busy in springtime. Yeah, but no, <laughs> they're busy. not. Traditionally, Too no. Too busy to be playing in finals games, clearly. <laughs> I was going to say, because rugby league magpies have fucking got all the time in the world in spring. <laughs> They're swooping down on Bali. <laughs> very, 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 very rarely. Or oh, as, as you know, it was a pretty low budget Western Suburbs side. In my uh, in my youth, it was probably they were just holidaying in Blacktown. <laughs> <laughs> at the, the the holiday, the travel lodge <laughs> <laughs> at the Mount Drew at Seven Eleven. <laughs> uh, what have we got here, uh, Timmy McIntyre. I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. No one cares that you're Tim McIntyre, but carry on. With the Tigers sitting dead last on the table and Parra beating Manly, this week in league will be will 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 he says, will be listened while I'm touching myself. Yes. Well, um, yes, that's. I hope you be listened right anyway. I hope you be listened right now. Mm. Is this um, the sort of language that you come up with on your fucking on stage and your? So that tweet was very funny. Yeah, this guy's a comedian. You know, it wasn't funny. On Facebook the other night, Tim right? Tim McIntyre's stand-up routine. On Facebook the other night, he puts a picture up with fucking him and Mick Crocker. Yeah. And so then I go, so then I just go, you know, whatever you do, don't kick a football into his head, you know. And he's and he's taken it like, 
or you know, like kick him, you know, like I was saying to kick him in the head or something like that. And he's and he's and he gets all fucking like, you know, hey, don't, do be, you. don't be like that. Hey, yeah, you pick on one of my fucking man crush yeah. football players. <laughs> exactly. I said, I'm just saying, public service announcement: don't kick a football in his head. That's where his off switch is fucking located. Absolutely. And then his mo- and then his mother gets on and goes, "Oh, you should get better t- friends, Timmy." Fucking, you know, slagging off a fucking legend like that or something like that. So to you, Tim, I would say after you finish touching yourself. Maybe go and fucking just have a quiet word to your mother. Get her to chill the fuck down. I was going to do a movie reference there, but I just don't want to fucking escalate. I don't want to start World War Three. Yeah. But I was going to say, you know, like, Samuel maybe, Jackson. Maybe get... Maybe yeah, bitch, be cool. Don't, don't call Tim. Get back there and kill it. <laughs> Tell that bitch to fucking chill. <laughs> maybe, maybe get Jesse to talk to their mum. Why don't you like Timmy? She doesn't take 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 advice from Timmy yeah, too kindly. Timmy Timmy's a failure of the family, and she's not very proud of him. She won't take kindly to her, to Tim trying to give her life advice. I don't think Timmy's a failure at all. I think he does a wonderful job. I think he's a fucking jerk, and I'd much rather spend time with his brother. Whew. All right, M fifty one avoider. This fucking bloke. <laughs> Why did you just go through and pick out all the tweets from fuckheads? This, this is how it rolled this week. <laughs> Is this the first time all three this week in league teams lost in the same week? <laughs> From the anti-Seinfeld to fucking De Niro himself. Make me that. <laughs> Butsy triple eight. It's hard listening when even Glenn has given up. Each season has that tipping point where we're about five games behind. No, no. Each season usually has that point where you just... You're like where we are now, where Manly is. It's like, it's possible. The dream's still alive. <laughs> But then, something, then it doesn't happen and you finish ninth. Uh, it's going to be new. <laughs> it's going to be a new sensation. <laughs> I don't mean like that. Oh, well, yeah, we're probably less less like new sensation and more like hanging yourself from a doorbell with a mask bar up your ass. I'd prefer a Kit Kat Chunky if you can go down that path. I don't think they came out at the time when uh, when Michael was in, no, enjoying the double back experience with Kim Wilson. He set the tone and we need to take it to, to another level. We go like a like like a picnic, fucking tub ribbed of, for his pleasure. Tub of gay time ice cream. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I got the room if you got the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Twilgenfeld said, uh, "Took two weeks off. I'll be back with a new strip after this coming week's episode." Mm. I believe he just he just yeah, got back so to hard fucking wielding a crayon. He just got he just got back home. I think um, probably an hour or so ago. After doing a long drive back from uh, Wales Vagina or wherever he's... Um, his daughter was his like, fuck, no, college. Dad, I'll get myself there. He's like, no, I'm going to drive you. She's like, fuck, Dad. No, I don't want you to drive me. <laughs> I must drive you to, to drop you off at college and start this new chapter of your life. She's like, fuck, I'm trying to leave you behind, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the hint, fuck me dead. You're such a good artist, but fuck, you've got the communication skills and the fucking general perception skills of a fucking house brick. <laughs> Up, hop, sh- Catching up on last week's This Week in League, yep, or hash. Fucking late. Or hash This Week in Camping. <laughs> Kidding, I'm just taking the piss out of people who normally whinge. Like yourself. Like being, like by whinging. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's the highest art form of fucking comedy right there. Um, I'm Mitch Colby again. Get down to Campbelltown Cash Converters if you want a cheap Tigers jersey, heaps of sizes. <laughs> <laughs> Saguna, my Saguna 85. Saguna. 
I haven't done that for a while. Generally, I'm just calling cockhead. <laughs> if you want to follow him on Twitter, I mean, oh, believe, please don't. Believe please. me. I mean, what's the opposite? Well, if you do, don't blame us. You know, you know when Molly Meldrum will always say, you know, do yourself a favour. Yeah. Like whatever the opposite of that is, kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run, run, and run, run as fast as you can while firing, firing a handgun over your shoulder, and make sure you save one bullet to fucking go through the top of your head if you end up catching you. Don't, don't fire the gun. And bukkakiing you with fucking emojis. <laughs> don't, don't fire the gun over your shoulder. Just put it right between your own fucking eyes and thank me later. <laughs> thank me. We we, we meet in Valhalla. Um, he said this week's episode is going to be one of the hardest for you guys to do with both your teams out of the final race and all. Godspeed. Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm well versed at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pro. Is this four years in a row? Uh, is it that many? Yeah. Fucking so 2011. 10, 2011 you got close. 10, 11. I was like, fuck, I've got to keep doing this show. We make the finals every year we, I do this show. We came fucking within, within a cunt hair of being against each other in the grand final in 2011. Yeah. And that cunt here was wanting to cure his dreadlock. <laughs> well, I, I want to say that, for, that, that whatever was holding Tim Maltz's knee together. <laughs> Brian, Dave, I was, I was fucking going to just, just drop in more. I listened to Bill Burr's podcast lately and he fucking dropped so many C bombs and I'm just like, it's fucking rubbing off on me in a negative yeah. way, I think. Does he talk about Saguna as well? Uh, <laughs> Nobody talks about it. He's popular. He's making his way. He's just infiltrating people's podcasts. He he addresses the audiences, you know, you know, he's, you know, he'll sign off or whatever and goes, you know, have a good one, you cunts. Or so, you know, and, and so I've got to assume that he knows the good is listening. <laughs> Brian Davies 12 said, Jacob Miller tearing it up for Wakefield Trinity in the Super League relegation playoffs. Hash Brian Smith's Barmy Army. Um, Look... I was just thinking of Jacob Miller today. I was wondering what we, his thoughts fuck, were on Robbie We need Farrah. a quality half. <laughs> Imagine if, if, you know, things don't work out and Robbie Farrah does, in fact, go to the English Super League and ends up on the same at the same club as Jacob Miller. Yeah. Fuck, it makes for an awkward dressing room, that one. So Jacob Miller was one of the youngsters pushed away by, by uh, the Robbie's dressing room. I don't, I you don't, don't remember? I don't remember the specifics of how... I remember he got, he got pushed out, field, but I don't... Robbie fucking glared at him and fucking had, oh. had words with him on the fucking field. Shit. That's gone back now. How long ago did he fuck off? Oh, years now. Yeah. I think I called him for fucking yeah, revelation. You called him and he was like, well, he was, was he pre-Lazarus? No, oh, around the, the same before, sort of time. Yeah, because they all had their chances, didn't they? No, they didn't. They were never any fucking chance whatsoever. If they didn't get their fucking, I mean, you know, if only they got the chances that they've persisted with these other two fucking spastics at the moment. <sighs> Maybe they'd be the ones... Leading the Tigers to a spoon. Fuck it, this is I, so... I can't believe you, you fucking have that opinion of those young kids. You They're fucking 20 years of age. Fuck's sake, give them well, a break. go and play fucking 20s then, until you're good. Well, they fucking probably want to. <laughs> they keep getting picked. Every Tuesday afternoon, they go, fucking please, just fucking don't read it. Let me play easy. Fuck, he's done it again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Taylor. <laughs> Just once, I want fucking Brett Kamali to call my name, and I never thought I'd say that, because fuck, that guy's a useless cunt of a coach, too. <laughs> yeah, fucking commentary, too, but don't get me started. Uh, Mr. Underscore Wars, watch the aggro outtakes. Awesome. Thanks, This Week in League. You're welcome, mate. Did you watch the aggro outtakes? I didn't. Well, fuck the hell But when I think of aggro, I think of Mr. Wars, because they both do enjoy a hand up their ass. <laughs> full, full fucking Crisco <laughs> anal fist up to the elbow. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Cobra burgers. Agro and Carrot Man. These <laughs> fucking two puppets that I love. Eating the carrot while fucking while being fisted up to the elbow. He called that that's 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 his version of fucking you know finger cuffs. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Cobra burgers. That's, so, that, that's yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know, grew up in Papua New Guinea playing league. Moved to the Philippines for uni. Lost touch for a few years. Found a way to start watching games again, especially State of Origin. Found your podcast. Happy days since then. Keep it up, guys. Fucking hell. Welcome, sir. Well travelled. Yeah. And then going on, going further, then we were talking about, you know, who you follow and that sort of thing. He said the, fir- the first team he backed was Meninga Daly's Raiders. And then Joey Johns came along. Knights all the way. Raiders close second. So presumably he's a Knights fan now. Um, either way, you know, doesn't really matter this year, does it? I mean, both of them have, you know, <laughs> limited upside. Uh, but they got Blake Austin in the Raiders, though. And, you know, and I'm thinking the Knights, they don't have, like, a mascot kind of level guy, do they? No. You are tape, but he's fucking declining. Yeah, he's declined like a... Yeah. Like a... Like a, <laughs> like a tiger. Like a tiger. Like a tiger. Gleeso, 78. Safety warning. Don't listen to Glenn's review of a Tigers in decline game while bench pressing in the gym. Almost died. Ash, too funny. And to you, I say, Gleeso, you must be a new listener to the show because we get this a bit. People are like, oh, you know, I was at gym. Don't fuck, don't listen to us while you're trying to fucking do you squats or deadlifts or something. Well, no, deadlifts are probably okay, but things like squats or bench presses where you find yourself under the weight. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do, do it. it. Just maybe do your cardio for the show. Nude. Oh, doesn't really matter, does it? On a treadmill. I guess with the advent of these, you know, 24-hour gyms, 24-7 gyms where you just fucking swipe yourself in. Yeah. I guess, you know, you've got more of a chance. Although they are lit up. You card, though, if you knew. You'd wonder, what, oh, that's what true. Do you do? Or do you just nude up? You, know, just, you go there in clothes. Yeah. Then nude up, do your ex- the exercise, go back, you know, have a shower, have a sauna, then get dressed in your clothes and leave. This week in league after dark. <laughs> <laughs> on a treadmill nude hash ball sweat dripping sweaty balls all over you <laughs> <laughs> hello to our female listeners and uh, you're welcome well you could be talking about a female listener and <laughs> sweaty clams or something <laughs> oh come on now Nathan god we're trying to run a classy family podcast here we're just trying to have a conversation about the the, the adverse about nude about nude running fucking... on a treadmill with your balls getting you know as as it heats up and you exert yourself, it's it's a natural reaction from the body, and then you've got to go and, and taint it with your classless comments. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Super Grover Four. This... <laughs> Glenn wins this week's app. Nate, you're a dead set passenger. Hash Randapalooza. Well, look the. You may have figured out the dynamic of this show by now is that I'll lay it out and Glenn has first crack. And honestly, when it's by the time you've had your fucking say on a subject, especially like particularly the, the inadequate ability of the of the West Tigers or domestic violence. It's not a lot left to say. Fifteen minutes straight, you pretty much, I think the angles are pretty much covered. <laughs> we'd only be repeating ourselves and uh, then we'd be back to the bad old days or, you know, depending on your perspective of three hour plus shows. <laughs> How did we do that? Oh, I don't fucking know. We used to talk about each game in such fucking minute detail though. Mm. We used to almost I, I think that I remember I to, getting home at like one thirty, yeah. quarter to two. I think I, I I think I would even like I wouldn't just say the sco- the scorers. I'd actually be like, 
this is the flow of the game. This guy just yeah. scored. Yeah. And, you know, you'd the read, like, and we'd actually go through the entire match report. Yeah. Know, we had way too much time on our hands back then. Not really. Fucking crazy. That was, that was, um, and I, I would spend the following day fucking editing mm. it and just not getting anything done. Um, uh, where are we? Ollie J. Matt. So it's O double L Y J M A double T. Oliver, listening to this week's ep and uh, the birth of a movement against domestic abusers and rapist scum. Make it happen, guys. We're here with you. Thank you, sir. Did get the petition happening. That was uh, from uh, old mate Drew, a.k.a. at Cavernous Hope. That's his new Twitter handle for the last couple of months. <laughs> Ever since Hope Solo came he's to the... brilliant human. He is. He is. Are those two fuckheads going to be in um, for the grand final? Fucking or are they going to make excuses not oh. to show up again? I think fucking uh, it just depends if Uncle Sam wants to fucking feed him to some hajis or not. But um, that's a shit excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse for the other one. No, no, but they're fucking twins. Uncle I mean, Sam, really. Uncle Sam might say no, but Colonel Sanders won't. Well, you say, we are, yeah, we only need you know, the, the same. We only need one. You know? I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's not fucking Noah's Ark or anything, right? <laughs> Imagine Noah checking a year to penguins, to lions, to zebras, to fuckheads. <laughs> it was like, well, you know, if uh, if 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 God's going to flood the earth and fucking eradicate, <laughs> why need, don't we, we just we do the fucking it. solid? Why bring why bring these into the fucking new world? <laughs> We've already got giraffes. Do we really need these guys? <laughs> uh, Stuart Marlow. With, with those petitions, it was, it was it was great to see people get on board. Um, any amount of support for that sort of thing is not enough, in my opinion. Mm. Also, saw there was like a second petition going around, and I don't, I don't know if that had anything to do with us. And this, I was like, fucking, just, oh, it's great, that, you know. But you just, you're, you're splitting the fucking, you know, yeah, you're, you're diluting any, the fucking thing, you know. It wasn't anything to do with us, but yeah. I mean, all credit to them, you know. It's good. That's ha- it. I mean, it's good it's happening, but um, I think a focused, a, a focused assault, targeted assault. Is probably the you know the better option rather than sort of like diluting it amongst all these other ones. Because I mean, I know everyone's got very strong feelings about it and wants to be, you know, tip of the spear or whatever. But um, keep signing that petition, motherfuckers. Facebook, Mark James Illingworth. This week in long drops. Hey guys, Glenn's long drop fears remind me of something that happened at Leeds Festival in 2009. Around midday on a Saturday, a stir started to spread around the campsite that a girl had fallen into the toilets. Quickly dubbed Poo Girl, it turns out she was wedged into the toilet rather than falling into it, as she was reaching for a handbag that fell into the shit somehow. It became quite a big sport story and even spawned an urban dictionary entry. She was quite a celeb. Oh. He had a link to the story about it, and yeah, she had a, a bag on her shoulder, and she went used that arm to open the portal door or whatever, and it slipped off straight down and so she's tried to reach down through the toilet to get it reaching further reach further reach further shoulders wedged oh <laughs> that's unfortunate didn't reach her bag either as far as what the story said so um pretty shit day all around for her um Lauren this one I was meant to do last week but I forgot so apologies Lauren uh, Lauren from the, the States said, uh, I live in the States and I'm a complete noob to league and only marginally less ignorant about union. I don't Twitter, but I do have some wholly ignorant questions based on a summer watching the NRL. One, what's the extra two competition points every team has on the NRL ladder? Points for bye weeks? What's the purpose for that if everyone ends up with the same number of games played and the same number of buys? Excellent question. <laughs> it's a, a fucking excellent Sometimes you need people with a, with a, just a fresh perspective <laughs> yeah. to ask you, what the fuck is going on? Obviously, they do it to tidy up the ladder so that you can see the, the how teams are, you know, the progression, 
you know what I mean? I think it's it's just a simplified, you know, did that team isn't like, you know, coming last. They actually got four points coming, which would put them into the fucking top four. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think, you know, fucking nanny state, I don't think that needs to happen. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of a reason why they actually would do it. Um, ideally, I think it's just a, just so teams like Parramatta and, you know, Titan, the Titans. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, see that? The Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Don't end up on zero. Um, two. What is the impact that the head coach has on the game itself? I know they generally sit in the box seats, much like a coordinator in the NFL, and the vibe I get from the commentators is that it's the captain's job to hash out the on-the-field work once the game starts. They can't just be there to put out the cones for practice, obviously. No, Fair they... bit of coordination between the, uh, the head coach and the playing group during the game via the... Uh, the trainers, uh, the, the runners that run the water, they, they have the headsets, they'll, they'll run instructions to the captain, the captain can disperse from there, or the trainer just gives it to the guys, you know, when they're in a huddle, you know, whatever, you know, under the sticks after a try has been scored on or something like that. So, yeah, the, the coach actually does run shit. Um, three, why is the NRL style of play seemingly based on the guy with the ball running headlong into four defenders? I understand that blocking is almost banned for the team with the ball. Well, it's actually completely banned. But are there coaches slash teams, even not in the NRL, that don't play like that? Wouldn't a team with fast backs and wingers be able to chew up the field much faster with more directional kicking? Or is that more of a union thing? Do you want to handle that one? Well, for starters, sorry, is, is blocking is, is completely banned. I mean, if you, if, you, if you achieve a block, then you will have a penalty called against you. The, mod, the modern game is all about... Well, a lot of the time it's a war of attrition, but the the, the buzzwords are possession and field position, <laughs> and the uh, you know getting getting control of the ruck, getting control of the or the middle third of the field um, by trying to gain your advantage through the forwards, um, therefore somewhat compressing a defensive line. Oh, yeah, space to open up out wide you know, as, for what you said, the fast guys. If you can, if you can play the numbers and strip the numbers correctly it, it does open it up out wide um, but you know in days gone by you used to have teams that would, would sort of sling it about wherever the fuck they were and they'd also kick it straight away remember yep. you used to get the kicking, kicking jewels, jewels and everything, yeah. like Dale Shearer and that boot it down to you you know yeah. <laughs> when you look back on those you just think your fucking egos, you just yeah. the two fullbacks or whatever, no, just going for it. further. No, yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't. And the team in the middle is going like, what do we do? We fucking punch each other? <laughs> <laughs> Bored. <laughs> do something. So, um, he's uh, not looking for a shout out on the podcast or anything, but just wondering about these things and perhaps where to go online to learn about the nuts and bolts of the league so I don't feel like such an idiot while watching. Thanks, guys. What about Honestly. that guy just trying to learn more and he's trying to enjoy the game and watch it? That's fucking great. It's sensational. And, you know, honestly, I don't think you really need to go online to learn about much. I think just watch heaps of games and mm. just listen to the commentary. I mean, you'll That's pick it up. learn about you'll pick it up. Yeah. Watching it with you and listening to Joe Rogan. Yep. You, you, I think you just pick it up just by just by immersing yourself into it. The commentators will explain because believe me, when there's like a video, when when they disagree with a the decision, they'll go into the minutiae of why the referee was a fucking retard for mm. for doing that decision. And then you, with video referees and everything that you know, they'll they'll go through the play by play. You know, like they'll go through aspect by aspect of a try scoring movement to see what the referee's looking at. So I think just just give it time, man. Just keep watching them and you'll be good to go. Don't watch the Tigers. Not going to learn nothing. Watching those guys, and it'll turn you off the sport. Yeah. Lord knows it has me. <laughs> Don't watch any games featuring a co- any combination of Newcastle, Cronulla, or um, Gold Coast Knights. Yeah, or the Gold Coast. Any combination of those four teams, 
probably best. You know, they're the ones if you're time poor. You can skip those ones pretty safely. Um, run TMBs, a couple of those left going fast. Run DC, still got the one XL left. So uh, let's go get it out of here. Now, the print is up for grabs. We've had some takers, which is fantastic. Found that most of the people who are, who are picking up the print are also opting to take the um, extra custom one from uh, Hilgenfeld, which is excellent. And um, yeah, we need we need some more of them though. Um, so get in there and uh, get your print, especially the guys that are actually immortalised on it. Know what I mean? Like the well, I mean, many many people are immortalised on it with the Wall of Fame, but a bunch of people actually, you know, appearing on the you know, as characters. Should have had fucking. I mean, only for laughs. We should have had fucking cab driver in there. We didn't put Doctor the Sexy in. Yeah. I mean... Do we put we put him on the wall, though? No, I think he's on the wall. Who's that? Dr. Sexy. Did we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did, yeah. Okay. I'm sh- if you didn't put it down on the list, I did, I'm sure. Okay. Um, I have Saguna. Just purchased my Twill 200th episode print. Can't wait to put it up in the Saguna man cave. Twilgenfeld is the man. Could you imagine the fucking Saguna man cave? Yeah. Oh. Much like Buffalo Bill's lair in Silence of the Lambs. Never seen it. Um, I would imagine that... Who, who's, who's going in there? Well, really? people that he's harvesting the skin of, I presume. And there's a little photo booth and you get to hold up like... Wade McKinnon probably be in there several times. Different emoji faces when you take your photo. There's probably a lot of Wade McKinnon's DNA in there. There would be. You wouldn't want to go in there with a fucking black light, that's for sure. <laughs> you could probably clone an army of Wade McKinnon's <laughs> Jurassic Park style <laughs> just, just by swabbing the floor yeah. now um, finally the eat sleep hunt meal for Pete Brisbane Broncos shirt I think we, I haven't looked at the numbers but maybe halfway or something like that this one because the Broncos have lost like three of their last five games obviously it's stagnating a little bit because Broncos fans are uh, you know they sing when they're winning, and they're getting a bit shit at the moment because they're losing. So, I really need to see some some significant action on this shirt by the end of the conclusion of round twenty six. You know, perhaps if the minor premiership goes to the Broncos, maybe that'll you know be the spur to get them over the line. Surely, but, is John Hardborn? Uh, Sam? Don't think so. Don't think I don't think either of those have Sky. I think yes, Ian. Sky has Sky. Uh, don't know about any Sky. Sky had only Sky was the one that requested it. So Doyle. No, Fuck definitely not. A couple of random ones. I had this conversation on Facebook. Customers, the, customer service. Um, the day boyfriend and girlfriend, Alex and, and yeah, one of them. Yeah, I think I think Alex has got one. Yeah, I think he ordered it with his jersey. Did his girlfriend buy one? Slash so. sister. Don't think so. Oof, she is a tight ass. Had a customer service experience with a Broncos fan. This may this may explain a little bit um, through Facebook through the respect the shooter page. And um, had a message that's like, you know, ordered this shirt, where is it? So then I was, you know, very politely break down, you know, it's, um, it's a pre-order, as it says on the listing, it's a, it's a pre-order. Once we reach a certain threshold, then you get an email to say that it's gone into production. And from there, you know, it'll take about two weeks and you'll get it. And, um, and you know, should it not, you know, go into production in a timely, timely manner, then, you know, refund everyone who's born in, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so I'll be getting in two weeks. Uh, no. That's not what I said. So I go through the whole thing again. 
<laughs> and it's like, I swear, like 30 minutes, right? And in the end, it's just like, I just can't fucking deal with you. You, you were just like, John Ard, for fuck's sake, <laughs> wipe the fucking steak from your eyes. <laughs> it was frustrating to say the least. But um, it's really plainly detailed on the website, so please read with your eyes. News. First story. Well, what else could we start with? Have to lead with the bombshell news about Robbie Farah, who sensationally, I guess, sacked, in quotes, potentially sacked by his club, the West Tigers. Um, they discussed the shock development at a high-powered board meeting on Tuesday night. That's when we normally record. Luckily, we're recording Wednesday this week, and that's when it all started to break on Twitter about 9.30. Um, the West Tigers have confirmed that Captain Robbie Farrow has been granted permission to investigate opportunities to continue his playing career at another club following the 2015 NRL season. As the club struggles with ongoing salary cap issues, it's highly unlikely that Farrow will be at Concord for the start of next season. The decision was not made lightly, but ultimately allows the club a chance to restructure the football team to allow for future success. The club intends on treating Farrah with the utmost respect during his process and will make no further comment till his playing future is decided. Um, for Farrah's part. They were going so well. Well, did you see all the press conferences today? Did you watch um, Jason Taylor's? No, I, oh, I, I saw some of I couldn't watch Jason Taylor's. Fucking I, I hilarious. Struggle, I, I really struggle with things that make me cringe. Furious or cringe, yeah. It was like so embarrassing for him. Ben Stiller movies. Yeah. Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Um, listening to Saguna. Talk, like watching Saguna's tweets yep. appear um, and that press conference it makes me want to curl up into a ball and tie myself into a knot and it just implode I understand that he didn't that he wasn't authorised to say anything but there are ways to answer the questions without being a fucking recalcitrant like Marshall and Lynch when he has his interviews over the stage where no matter what they ask he's just like you know Clubs come to a decision, and we're not going to say anything more about it until there's been, you know, further developments of it, and that's all we're going to say today. And just repeat again mm. and again for a painful. Seemed like it was fucking ten minutes, maybe it was five, but it was just extra painful. I don't know, but fuck. So Farrell, he was actually, you know, he's he was fairly accommodating in his press conference, and he said that I've been told that if I stay, I'll be playing reserve grade. It's hard to hear. It's not nice. Whether they mean it or not, I'm not too sure. Whether it's just get to get me to go, but if I stay, I guess we'll find out. I've been here for the biggest part of my life. It's tough to deal with. I have to move forward. I had I kind of had an inkling for a few weeks. I love this club. I've given blood, sweat, and tears for this club, and um, so yeah, I actually felt bad for the dude when I saw his press conference because I've got. I mean, from an outsider, because obviously we're going to get a detailed opinion from yourself on this because it affects you directly. For me, I think. It's probably like time-wise and everything. It's probably a good move for the club, like a good move for the club. But I think timing within this season, fucking terrible. You're poised for a spoon. Do you really want to just fucking bundle drop and you know lose the last two games? Depends how he's perceived by the playing group too. Obviously, but the coaching group don't rate him. Like there's obviously something going on between him and JT. Um, 
how the players. I guess we'll see on the weekend when they play. Is it, if that the players gonna... is it obvious that there's something behind? Now, now to me, it is. Like now, after the questions they were asking Jason Taylor and the, and then the way he'd like body language would respond to them when they were trying to get out, you know, what the reasons were behind it, because because some of the, the, the I, I got the feeling that that was more a gag from the club than some of the, anything. Yeah, but so, but some of the. Um, some of the uh, the reporters were so fucking exasperated too. They was going like, "You can't just you can't just leave. You got you can't just not say a reason why." <laughs> and he's just like, and he just repeats the fucking thing that he was, you know, the mantra that he was yeah. given. That, but, that uh, was just and and f- to Taylor's credit for this season, as he has faced the music a fair times, he, a fair few times. He's you know he's put a positive spin on when there didn't seem to be any he's you know he took the liberty of of ringing triple m and, and trying to explain his position on certain things earlier in the season and gee people yeah. love that they Sorry. love they love that triple m thing I still bring it well, up but with farah i know, i mean it it happened i'm just yeah. i'm saying that he you know he then he wasn't just mm. trotting out the yeah. same fuck what yeah but now yeah exactly there has to be because now he can't say anything to pour fucking petrol on it because he knows that this is something that, like it or not, Robbie Farrer is a fucking revered character in the West Tigers. And while some fans, you know, have the shits with him and, you know, wanting to move on, fans that, you know, weren't really alive during the premiership, the youngsters, the people who were there in 2005, such as yourself, have a very, very high opinion of Robbie Farrer and what he's done for the club. And they say the wrong thing perceived to be the club's standpoint could go very bad for them um but i mean it goes bad for them at the end of the day they've made the decision yep they've made a decision you they, don't, out- they don't pour petrol on it right when it's fresh things will come out you the next fortnight will yeah i think everything will come out but they don't want to pour petrol on it well, immediately while first, what? you you fucking be straight up list your fucking reasons Treat the guy with a bit... You know what? But when is don't, that, fucking, when, don't fucking do it two weeks from the end of the season for starters. When is a club ever, even if this is a, if it's a true story, when is a club ever shafted, you know, shafted a player and come out and said the real reasons, for example, like, oh, you know, there's a disagreement between myself as the head coach and, and this player with the direction of the side and as there's a result, a he's got to go. There's a way to voice those sort of things where you can get your point across. At the end of the day, no way should it, should it be done two weeks before the end of the season. When Respectfully you're, when you're, to Robbie Farrar. When you're out of Leichhardt games and can't give him a proper send-off. Exactly. Should it happen at all? I'm not 100% convinced, but th- there's there's a few factors that you've got to... You've got to if you're a realist, yeah. that you've got to think about. Charrington's not going to sit around and wait two years on the bench yep. for Robbie to, to move on, right? Yep. Robbie eats up a whole fucking big chunk of our salary cap. But you know what? On that and, salary and cap in, thing... And in my opinion, given his services to the club, given his performances at origin level, and you can fucking debate those all you like, the fact that he's, an, he's a representative calibre player, um, his services to the club and, and, and his you know status and the fact that he is revered around the club, and, and that leads to other f- fucking horseshit, and I get all that. He deserves to be our highest paid player. At, and yeah, up no, until this season, I I agree. Tedesco probably deserves that medal now. He's he's being paid unders, and I, and I accept that. I I agree, but the thing the thing I the, the thing I hate about fucking people going, oh, he's on so much money now. Salary cap is fucked. Yeah, your salary cap is fucked because you chose to make your salary cap fucked. Robbie Farrow was paid on a back end deal, and I think after that dude for what he's given to the club, when they try and fucking knife him when it comes to the years where he's actually 
earning the money on his contract because they fucking back ended it so that they can afford other shit in the you know sure. former years. Oh, now you, now you're going to be paid what you deserve, so we're going to fucking flick you. I, I, oh, I just think that act. there is. I understand the realities financially, but yeah, still can't act. The club is still trying to undo the the pretty shitty job that was done by the previous management, um, Humphreys, Sheens, those sorts of guys. Okay, you can't you can't blame Taylor for that. No, you can't. But I mean, you know, the 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 current people are never the problems in these things. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's well, all, at the end of the day, they're they're the, only trying they're assessing the situation. Fan engagement one hundred and one is to blame the cunts that aren't there. The fa- the fact remains that yeah. Farah's current contract wasn't negotiated by the current management. It, it's led to a situation with our salary cap that, you know, if we're going to make a take anything out of these past several years, and the fact that we've we've got these kids come on, if we're going to take full advantage of the fact that this crop of youngsters is the future of the club then hard decisions have to be made, and I accept that. Two weeks out from the end of the season, yep. when we've had a fucking horrible year, can you... Could you the year get what? any... You, 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 you touch the bottom place on the ladder for the first time in the season. That's the first time you, you touched dead last, isn't it? No. You've been tied last and stuff, but you haven't been dead last, have you? Like, oh, in your own right. Tied you, last, dead last, doesn't matter. Well, you're last. Well, yeah, you would, yeah, because I mean, when I'd try and say still last to you, you'd be like, no, fucking we're good, fucking 45 points ahead of... Newcastle fought against, <laughs> but I mean, what I, what I mean is like when the, when it's like it's, to use the fucking drop this this drop fucking portaloo analogy, you guys are fucking you, you've reached through, you've fallen through, you tried to get your season, your season fell in the toilet, you'd reached in trying to pull it out of the toilet, you fell in, now you're in the shit up to your fucking eyeballs in the shit, looking up, fucking you can see the little round, you can see the round circle of light where the toilet seat is, you know just looking forlornly like is there some way I can get up there again and then fucking in comes Jason Taylor <laughs> fucking pulls down his pants and you're just like in He's slow like, motion just like no shouldn't, and then, have, shouldn't have had the tie last night as it turns out he ate something that had a fucking ton of habaneros in it and his his colon is just basically fucking raw and he just unleashes a, <laughs> an absolute fucking bucket load of shit I, um, on top of an already shitty and suffering fan base. Robbie Farah is a polarising figure and he has just as many loyal, loving fans as he does fucking unabashed haters. <laughs> and um, and I, I get that. I can see why people despise the guy, even segments of our own fan base. Um, I just think the guy is our captain. The guy's been there his entire life, come up through the grades, made his debut as a kid, won a premiership, has stuck with the club through thick and thin. And people say, oh, he used it, you know, leverage to get... What player hasn't fucking used other clubs, etc., to to leverage a better contract from their current team? Short time in the game. Exactly. You've got to get your fucking Every cash while you can. player does it. You can't hate on him for that. Exactly. The, I just feel like play the season out, um, it, it's not it's not going to make any difference if you play the season out. Fucking have a week or so in Bali, come back, then do it. Have your hard talk with 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 Farah, where you're not going to have to face a fucking press conference mm-hmm. two days later or the day yep. Af- yep. after. It's the off season. Yep. Fucking bring it out. You know, well, I guess you can't really bring it out grand final week. But does Jason Taylor believe that you know doing it now? 
they'll actually it'll be a kick up, like they'll, they'll actually have like an uptick in performance. Because like of it. you say, you, you, things will come out, and and I, I suspect there's more to more at play, but I, I think as the captain of the of the club, and and a, you know a loyal servant of the club, I think he deserves better. I think the club is doing the right thing for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard to say because I'm a Robbie Farrah fan. And yep. I, just the way they're going about it and the way they go about every fucking situation with a player, or it, it just, it's not that hard. I used to work um, indirectly for a guy who was a general manager of a, of a business that I used to work for. And he was just a fucking robot. No yeah. people skills whatsoever. Yeah. Everyone was treated like it was some passage out of a textbook. Consequently, consequently, sorry, everyone thought he was a cunt. Yeah. Okay? Because, <laughs> he, may, he may have been an Aspie or something. He may have had legitimate reasons. But you can't, you can't do that. You have to have a way of delivering, even when you have to make a hard decision. Doing it in a move, human way. Do it, do it in a way where you can actually show someone the respect that they have earned and and you still get to where you want to go to. Yeah. There's, if, if that's the direction the club has decided to take, then, then so be it. Because we're running last. There's every chance we're going to get the fucking spoon. Mm-hmm. Something has to change. You know, changes have to be made. And I'll say one thing for Taylor. He's making some fucking hard calls. And and this is probably the biggest one that's been made in the Tigers, you know, even bigger than Sheens and Potter. Okay. I fear for the future of the Tigers. Oh, Let I me explain know. why. Okay. Jason Taylor is a fucking grim grim reaper of rugby league. <laughs> you laugh and chuckle. It West, remains to be seen. Western mate. suburbs magpies. Fucking dead. Where do you go after that? Norths. Dead. dead. Northern, Northern Eagles. Eagles. Dead. Parramatta may as well be fucking dead. They're useless. <laughs> All I'm saying is, he's got a fucking impressive track record that I only realised about half an hour before we, before we recorded tonight. I was thinking, holy shit, he's left a trail of fucking dead clubs in his way. <laughs> this, like, little, this little insidious fucking germ. Poison ivy. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think, and people go, oh, fucking, you know, it happened to fucking Menzies, and, you know, you can bring up the other ones, like, you know, like Roycey Simmons. No. Roycey, he knew what he was doing before his last game, well before his last game, and he got to go out on a great note, obviously. Beaver, he wasn't fucking shafted with two years left or whatever. He just, being not offered a next deal, like a Glenn Stewart, is not, is not the same as trying to get fucked over when you've still got years, years to run, year or years to run on your deal. Then when you add, you know, the captaincy, the fucking, the iconic nature of your, you know, reputation and standing in the club, the tenure, things need to change. But all this, all, if, I, th- I think we can agree that things need, you know, potentially need to change, but it could be done in a way where it actually honours the person so sure. they don't leave with a terrible fucking and, taste in their mouth. And if you do it that way, you know what? You don't have this fucking polarisation of... Your fan base. Yeah. 
at the moment, it's fucking on civil war. Well, because, like, and because, you know, and because the whole story hasn't come out yet, but you know from Robbie's press conference, Jason Taylor doesn't say anything except repeating that fucking mantra over and over and over again. Mm. And Robbie's like, going, yeah, I said I'll be in reserve grade next year if I don't go." And like, so he's he's just come out. and He's like, "That's it." I'm fucking but he's been the honest bucket. and upfront. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and that's all you want from the club. Yep. Here's the reasons we're doing it for salary cap. We're doing it because. Uh, you know, we feel that Robbie has you know X amount of influence, or or, or has had a you know negative impact on on certain elements of the playing group. Whatever the fuck the reason is, come out and say it. Jason Taylor doesn't to like him. He's not gonna be there. Maybe Jason is fucking doing it two weeks before the end of the season, is because he knows they're gonna be in a club in Bali up the top of a staircase. Bushka. and Robbie's gonna fucking give him an old Anthony Watts one two in the head down the stairs. He goes. Could you imagine? <laughs> well, now it can fucking happen because now it's out in the open that the bad blood. <laughs> and and that'll be the end. Oh, really, strategically, that's Robbie's fucking walk away with the fucking club in flames behind him is to fucking... Oh, and the fan base fucking just going, yes! Fucking Wooshka, JT, fucking knocked out again. That's the end of his coaching career. Never coach again in the NRL. Yeah, and you know what? And, and this is the thing. If that happened, obviously there would be some fucking blowback because you just can't fucking smash a guy. But... The fact of the matter is, whatever Robbie Farrow does from this point on, he is the fucking captain, long-tenured, fucking revered captain of the West Tigers who had a fucking premiership in 2005 with the club and fucking legend of that club, life member already, and so on and so on. He punches fuck out of Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor's the cunt that fucking took him to a wooden spoon. <laughs> That's all he is. He's a fucking, he's a, one t- he's a one-term coach who took him to a wooden spoon. So you know who's going to win on the fucking... Popularity scale. When, when history is rewritten at the end, you know, at the end of the day, Robbie Farrow is still going to be that fucking West Tigers legend. You can't take anything in the way, and he's and Taylor's still going to be that cunt that fucking brought him to a spoon after they knifed their fucking previous guy who didn't. What I will say is that when all this dies down and and the fallout has has been, you know, lived through and and we come to next season and I'm full of hope and promise and piss and wind. I hope the fuck they know what they're doing. <laughs> I hope that the people that are making these decisions and, and and are doing, you know, what they perceive to be best for the club, I hope that... It actually has to be the best for the club. That has to be de- demonstrably best when it comes... Because yeah. they, if they don't, they will fuck this club for another decade. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll fucking live through it, to be quite frank with you. Um, I thought 2011, I was... Uh, that that was a fucking tough time and I did a lot of soul searching and I come back and then for the last fucking four years I've put on a brave face, Nathan, but each each time a little piece of me dies and now Robbie Farrow's gonna walk out of the fucking club. So is this is this like a for Souths or fucking someone else? And I'm if if I see Robbie Farrow fucking playing finals football and the Tigers get another wooden spoon or finish fucking twelfth or something insignificant, and and it's and it and it pr- is proven that the people making these fucking decisions right now didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing, or if they just did it just because like Jason Taylor didn't like Robbie Farrow, imagine that. Yeah, well, the the knock on the Tigers has always been the culture. Has always been that you know the players run the club, and if this is a way to finally put that to bed, if that is actually what the fuck has been going on, and this is the way that they put it to bed, don't agree with the the methods, don't agree with the timing of it all. 
but if we end up with a fucking a unified playing group playing for a fucking coach and playing for the jersey, then I'll say they made the right calls. Because any club that's been successful in our entire fucking lifetime has had that. <laughs> they're playing for the yeah. jersey, they're playing <laughs> for each other, they're playing for that coach. The funny the, the funny thing is that um getting rid of rid of Robbie does really put the control back in the hands of admin because the twenty year old kid's not gonna be able to fucking hold him to ransom. Ready no. to ransom and fucking and like Woodsy, he's just a fucking giant fucking pussy, the biggest pussy since Ben Crazy. He's not gonna be able to fucking strong arm anyone. Um you, you've said some fucking really idiotic things on this show over the last six years, Nathan. Yeah. And um, and we've we've cranked out over two hundred episodes of this bullshit. Um, and each week you say something fucking that really pisses me off. Yeah. And that's this week's. What? Thank you very much. Which? How fucking dare you, Aaron Woods? At fucking what is he? Twenty one, twenty two? He's probably twenty five. I don't fucking know. Anyway, fucking justify his performances since State of Origin. That guy's this a fucking year. leader. Yeah. He's a fucking leader. Well, he's led him to leader. the he's led him to the fucking lake of shit. Then he has been an absolute fucking orange fucking draped vagina since State of Origin, which was the one where he should have been man of the match. Second one, first Nathan, one. We're, we're here to we're here to talk about Roy Farah and his treatment by the West Tigers. I oh, know. I'm just saying that, like, I was saying that these twenty year old kids we're aren't going to fucking strong arm the, at the admin and his treatment of the West Tigers. Yeah, or well, maybe the West Tigers should look at how they've been We're treated by one A Robbie Farah and his treatment of the West Tigers. <laughs> have you had? Have you, have you said your piece? You had enough. Well, what I will say is that, um, again, he's a polarizing figure. From my personal perspective, there's a there's a huge part of me that'll be sorry to see Robbie go, and uh, there's a huge part of me that that thinks of uh, you know the games where I watched him. You know, perform at his absolute best, and 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 at his best, he was a, he's a fantastic player, and um, be very sorry to see him go. And I I am thankful for his service, and thankful that he has been part of the club. Um, but every every fan of every club <laughs> wants success, and I'm no different to that. And uh, spoons and fucking ninth place finishes just ain't going to cut it for me anymore. Uh, so let's move on from this sorry West Tigers stuff. West Tigers player Matthew Lodge has been stood down after being charged with allegedly terrorising his girlfriend over an almost two-week period earlier this month. Lodge, 20, was arrested at a home in Marion yesterday and taken to Blacktown Police Station where he was charged with six counts of assault as well as malicious damage and stalking and intimidation The police allege occurred between August 8 and 20. A provisional AVO was issued and Lodge was granted strict conditional bail to appear before Blacktown local court on August 28. The West Tigers issued a statement saying Lodge has been stood down while the club worked with the integrity unit to determine what had happened. West Tigers have been advised this morning of an incident involving Matthew Lodge. Statement read, the club is currently working with the NRL Integrity Unit to acquire details of the incident. Lodge has been stood down until the club and NRL Integrity Unit receive all the facts. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. This was always... I'm not going to say you could see it happening with him, but you could see you could always see something happening with him. I'm not necessarily domestic violence, but, you know... That that brother's cunt thing, we you know we that was that was hilarious when we saw him. We were like, oh, he's got cunt on his thing. It's hilarious, but it does show like a certain looseness and then his termination from the from well, the, the the storm. You've seen, you've seen the storm, uh, fucking 
make players out of out of guys that have, have been yeah. shed by by other clubs. Well, out of for, for, for CRL, Craig Bellamy to look at a guy journeyman. and say, you know, there, there's nothing I can do for this bloke. Yeah. You, you're going to have to move on. I'll sculpt. I'll sculpt fucking Brian Norrie into a football player, but <laughs> I can't do anything with I, this kid. Yeah, fuck this kid. This kid. Fuck off. <laughs> um, the Tigers knew that they were getting. Um, some damaged goods a loose cunt <laughs> yeah. they knew that they were getting some damaged goods and um, he's, he's proven to be so and, and in the most deplorable way possible allegedly um, I'll probably need to reserve all my comments until it plays out in the in the judicial process but certainly at least until he pleads what he's sure. going to plead um, but if you look at the charges and, and you look at the, the potential rap sheet, it's it's fucking disgraceful. And um, again, it's another test uh, for the NRL, and um, you know they haven't fucking shown any inclination up until now that they're they're, they're t- going to take a hard line stance. And we have um, you know ourselves and and in conjunction with fans of the show have have tried to take some aff- affirmative action to, to make our voices heard on the matter um, and that'll continue and I think that's only going to grow and um, you know change has been instigated in the in the you know the way that fan base fan base perceives um, these sorts of acts and and the the governing body of our sport um, and their uh, indifference towards it so I think um this is another opportunity for the NRL to finally fucking get it right um, in due course and with due diligence. But it just from from the guys, you know, the, there was the junior rugby league thing not that long ago. Yeah. It, the, now this, like, just for fuck's just fuck off. Please. Our feelings on our, 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 our feelings on domestic violence thing are uh, you know, well documented. It's good that West Tigers have actually you know taken the opportunity to stand him down while it all sort of plays out. And yeah, once he pleads. If he pleads guilty, yeah, get ready for it. All right, um, just shortly, just just a couple of short ones. The um, we talked about it before the show, but um, the right the right to deal shenanigans from Foxtel and like Rupert Murdoch, uh, going all in on AFL and saying that AFL's always been the premier sport in his mind in Australia, uh, the premier football code. I should sorry, should I say? And then the calculated news limited journalists, uh, you know, almost it's so funny because these journalists, I mean, they don't. They don't live or die on their their integrity, but it's certainly a big fucking part of how you perceive what they write. And if there's someone that's been known to write vindictive shit with agendas, like you know your Rebecca Wilsons or whatever, then you know. And, and people like Weed learn that as well in the TV journalism. You or you, you get like fucking, you know, every time they open their mouth, there's always that little grain of salt where you're just like, you know, fuck them, they're full of shit. They talk a lot of shit. So for all these, you know, some of these journalists, that, you know, I never really had any negative feelings about. To come out and just peddling, you know, their their master's fucking words, to you know try and you know denigrate uh, Smith and try and act like he hasn't done a good thing for the NRL when he's done a great thing for the NRL, he's just done a bad thing for Foxtel. It's just fucking ridiculous. Can't wake up to yourselves, fucking AFL. AFL had a fucking local derby between fucking GWS and and Sydney Swans on the weekend. Eight page spread in the Telegraph. Because it's the thing. See, now AFL's going to get all the pages in the paper. And um, I believe that they got 70,000 people on Foxtel watching it. And then whatever game was on, you know, a, a counter-programmed against it on Foxtel that night, 330-odd thousand <laughs> viewers. 
so try try and fucking say try as you might to say that AFL has something over fucking uh, over NRL as a as a te- televised product, but um fucking drop NRL and see how quickly your subscriptions drop because the Super League War happened to fucking establish Foxtel or Optus Vision back in the day, mm. and um fucking I was you know shortly after that I was fucking sell, I was used to sell Foxtel. Right at the start, when the cables first went down, and let me tell you, that was the thing that got the fucking money. So for you to, for them to think, to even, for them to even verbalise that you know they could survive without without the NRL is just absolutely fucking ridiculous ignorance. Look, the man's uh, got a fucking long, detailed history of saying absolutely retarded things, mm-hmm. um, and he's bred a uh, an army of fucking trollish employees minions uh, well it is minions you know and and now it's 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 all about reaction and and clickbait and horseshit in order to to try and make a story rather yep. than just reporting on what the fuck is actually happening yeah um, which i was of the opinion that's what fucking news services were for clearly i was wrong um but this is big business um, and he's a big businessman, and he's not a mug, but some of the things he says would give you a, a contrary opinion. I just think that uh, the NRL's trying to stand up and, and show him who's boss and who's got who wields the power, and um, he doesn't like that one little bit. And, no, and, and I hope and, that fucking Dave Smith is you know a savvy enough businessman to fucking just you know hold his nerve, mm. and because you know Foxtel may may come back with like a reduced offer because they're so insulted or whatever and that's fine but they don't have to sell to that and then you get ESPN piping up going oh yeah, we could be interested in something like that mm. please can you imagine like an actual fucking proper organisation yeah. with like with a long history of oh just the stuff you could get out of there like if they had like their documentary teams and stuff yeah. and like fuck it would be amazing yep to have ESPN fucking coverage amazing I mean and then you're bringing like the fucking real you know Glamour, like glamour sports, you know, you bring that production value to fucking NRL. Oh my god, next fucking, level shit. Be fucking amazing. Be amazing. Do it, Foxtel. Fucking kill yourselves. Don't give a fuck. And if and if the, and if the NRL can, you know, go ahead and do their digital network thing, I don't expect them to have the smarts to to be able to build that. You know, don't fucking reinvent the wheel. Get like I said last week or the week before. Get fucking MLL, MLBAM or whatever. On the on the job, they fucking they do streaming for lots of sports. They're fucking experts at it. Um, set up season passes for you know just that's the shit. Do it now. That's that's the uh, the bouquet for the NRL management. Here's the brick bat. The NRL has blocked proposed plans for Brisbane Broncos and Penrith Panthers clash at Aloha Stadium at the end of the season, despite the Hawaiian government committing to funding the event. The Broncos' clash would have been a perfect introduction to the NRL for Americans who now know the competition exists because of Jared Hayne. Channel 9 also showed significant interest in broadcasting the clash live and would have been able to leverage Hayne's NFL success into promoting the event. Hawaii's gridiron mad and many support Hayne's San Francisco 49ers due to the island's proximity to California. This is the biggest fucking no-brainer ever, even if it was very expensive to do. But it's not. Hawaii, we're going to fucking pay for it. They cited things like, you know, player welfare and burnout and things like that. But at the end of the season, you fucking show me 
any significant number of players from either side that could possibly derail it by saying, oh, I don't want to go on a fucking week-long trip to Hawaii where I can fucking soak up Hawaii, do some fucking interviews in the media and do some, you know, general shit, you know, fluffy, fluffy fucking news stories and then play a fucking meaningless game that's not going to be played at the intensity of state of origin football, for fuck's sake. And even if it was... Really? It's your fucking job, and you've got a pretty easy job when it comes down You're to it, you know? You're about to get fucking, f- you know, like, a bunch of time off. You know, I mean, fuck all. it's like a World Club Challenge and shit. Those players get time, you know, their clubs don't rush them back in the pre-season, you know, I mean... The more things fuck. change, the more they stay the same. It just, the NRL just can't be successful to the level that I feel it, it deserves to be despite itself <laughs> no one they're never going to be able to convince me from a player welfare perspective that this is a fucking bad idea I mean come the fuck on they knocked at the Canberra playing Manly in China over as well yeah which I mean and that yeah it was going to be broadcast to a potentially very 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 large audience maybe the largest audience ever for rugby league and the largest attendance because it was going to be in some gigantic motherfucking stadium but this one here is a fucking no-brainer when you take Absolutely. all the Jared Haynes stuff and everything into consideration. It's a no-brainer. Why the fuck? doesn't Makes have to be those two teams. Zero sense. Penrith might have some fucking legitimate concerns for player welfare because of, of um, the fact that they're such biscuits and they've got so many injuries. Pull a fucking name out of a hat of a team that doesn't have a ton of injuries then. Sure. Honest to fucking... Uh, just so fucking stupid. Annoys me, Glenn. It fucking annoys me. It's so funny, out of all the stories this week, that one fucking annoyed me the most. Because I how fucking stupid can you be? The time is right. Yeah, they just they just can't get it right on so many levels, in, for so many different facets. It's it's really disappointing. Um, There's your test they case. Have for... the, they have the product. Yeah. They have the fucking product. They have the athletes. And off-field indiscretions go fucking unpunished because they need these fucking supposed fucking talents mm-hmm. to to further enhance the product. You've got an opportunity to further enhance the fucking product to a massive fucking audience mm-hmm. and you knock that chance back because you don't want people getting tired. Are yeah. you, are you, is this fucking real life? You're going through this fucking whole process where ESPN are like, oh, we're interested in the rights deal. Hey, here's a great fucking test case for you. Oh, American fucking broadcasting fucking network. Conglomerate. Here we go. Here's a fucking... Let's do a game in America. And you know what? Oh, fuck. We haven't sold the international rights to the game yet. Oh, here's a fucking Jared Hayne mad fucking American. Maybe a station over there might want to carry the NRL into fucking homes over there like at a reasonable fucking hour. Just... What could be better for the game? And we've got 34 fucking prima donnas that don't want to be worn out. I, bet, I don't think the, oh, the players have got nothing to do with this. Player survey. Let's let's take a player survey. Rugby league week do it every fucking year. Yeah. Even at the risk of player burnout, would you play an exhibition game post season in Hawaii? Oh fuck! I'd like to say eighty percent. I see fucking Ivan Cleary and fucking Wayne Bennett walk in their respective locker rooms and say, "All right, show of hands. I need seventeen volunteers." To go and play this fucking game in Hawaii. If you're feeling burned out, don't don't raise your hand. First grade squad, 25. Let's say there's a little season and there's an ACL or something in there. You'd get 24 minimum. Absolutely. <laughs> the come with a knee, be like, fucking, I'll run the water or something. I'll do stats for you, boss. Just fucking, just let, just let me have a free holiday in Hawaii. Because you know what? You know, you might feel burned out after 80 minutes. 
Then you have your ice bath. Then you have some beers. You have some poke or something to fucking eat. Go to bed. You wake up the next morning. You're in fucking Hawaii and you can spend a week on the fucking beach. <laughs> Fuck. So annoying. Okay, Twill Nation, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check them out. If you like it, keep on rolling. If not, cancel the account any time and you are away scot-free. Now, I had a, uh, a recommendation this week from um, at Ryan Finance on Twitter. He said, here's an Audible recommendation for you. The title, How the Music Got Free by Stephen Witt. And I believe that's about the, the advent of um, you know, like Napster and things like that and, you know, piracy and that sort of thing very interesting couldn't find it on audible though to um <laughs> to, to actually give you guys a a link or anything like that so unfortunately you'll have to seek that one out for yourself i did see it on amazon and places like that but i'm not sure if it's going to be available to us on audible but um have a look anyway so just to cover up i uh got a recommendation as well um and I, this one is to commemorate the 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 upcoming uh evil dead tv series it's going to be coming on TV. Just watched another trailer today. And so you know what the book's going to be. If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor, written by the King, Bruce Campbell. Narrated by the King, Bruce Campbell. Ten hours and three minutes of fucking sensational, awesome shit from the fucking man himself, Bruce Campbell. And if you don't know who Bruce Campbell is, you just, just fucking end yourself, quite frankly. Because he's a fucking man. Get it for free and enjoy 10 hours and three minutes of fucking magnificence from one of the all-time greats so to download the free audiobook go to audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league that again audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league and yeah if chins could kill confessions of a b-movie actor bruce campbell hail to the king baby Recaps for round 24 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership Thursday night football. The St. George Illawarra Dragons 19 defeated the Penrith Panthers 12 at Wynn Stadium. Crowd of just over 9,000 and the scorers were as follows. Gareth Widdop, Peter Matausia with tries. Uh, Benji with a field goal. Two from two conversions and three from three penalty goals. Critical from Gareth Widdop, who was the head and shoulders man of the match. Uh, the Panthers... Tries to Simmons and Mansour, soured with one conversion and one penalty goal. I think the Dragons are going to have to do a lot better than prevail in horrible games in which they aren't the better side if they're thinking about finals football. Penrith were, were by far, as far as the gameplay went, as far as like the six, as far as eighty meters of the field, yeah, like up until the twenty meters out from the try line, just looked by far the better side. They just, if you didn't know the score and weren't constant, you would think. Penrith yeah. were fucking twenty in front. Yep, and they should have been. And they should and have been. I guess you have to give the Dragons credit. They stuck with them. They hung in there, and then as Penrith didn't take their opportunities, the Dragons did. And 
they still fucked a lot of their opportunities up too. I just thought um, I thought Penrith looked tired uh, when it come down to you know, like you say in that in their t- opposition twenty. You know, I wasn't tired. Lewis Brown wasn't tired of throwing fucking flick passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first one magnificent, but after that, son, yeah, put it away. I, 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 he thought he was Jackson Blakely there for a second. He thought can you just pull this shit out all day? Um, it, they just. When it come down to it, they looked a bit tired. I thought they were, as I said, the better team, but just ran out of puff, and, and the Dragons made the plays they had to. And it was just one piece of... The, the Dragons, they just had that period where they just muscled up, and they went drop out, yep. and they just kept smashing them, like, you know, with the drop out, drop out, and then it just took one piece of individual brilliance from Widdop, which wasn't that amazing, to be perfectly honest. It was a pre- fairly regulation kind of grubber into the end goal. But when you're in this situation, the Dragons are in at the moment where you're really scratching and scraping to... To, to fall into the eight, it's games like these where you know you're probably not at your best, and you and you, you scratch out a win, just become infinitely more important at this stage of the season. So all credit to the Dragons as far as coughing up a win, um, but you know I, I, I think they they're too reliant on Widdop for their attack. Um, Benji has had his moments um, in games, and and has had some brilliant moments, but. There's still the passes out on the full. There's still the kicks out on the full. There's still the, you know, a cross field, a cross field, trying to turn a runner in or get on the outside of someone. And he's just not a player anymore. And I think Benji needs to realise that because I'm pretty sure the Dragons have because everyone else wants the ball to go to Widow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, not not the greatest example of, of rugby league at the end of the day, but if the Dragons make the eight, it, this game will be the huge part of the reason why this will be the, yeah, the complete reason I think uh, Shana 86 as much shit as I gave Smith when he first played fullback for us he's improved from after earth to a solid hitch <laughs> and he was actually cool. he was like maligned but he was real safe like under the high ball and stuff in uh, this game and he this, was in, in, he was this rightfully game. maligned because he had some fucking woeful moments but this, in, in this game they fucking he was he was put to the test and he and he you know well, I don't think he really put a foot wrong Mary McGregor can watch some tape. He can. And, and the... But he decided uh, to catch him this time, so... <laughs> the video reel of, of Will Smith fucking up at fullback was fairly extensive. Mm-hmm. Andy... Oh, sorry. No, I'm Jim. done. Andy underscore Seags. The only thing worse than Penrith versus St. George result was the game itself. Out of Vuvuzela, rugby league was the biggest loser. And I think I'm... I'm, I'm May have had the thought may cross my mind that this was the worst game of the season, <laughs> but until some later ones this week, uh, this was fucking Vuvuzela round for sure. The, definitely the worst quality round of rugby yeah. league. There's a few teams that have season. turned up their toes. That's for Fuck sure. Fuck me. Uh, YB two hundred three. Can we have an ask Shunter about why the Panthers are rubbish? There you go. Sure, you know, why not? You know what to do, Gregson. And uh, Friday night football: the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs thirty two to feed the South Sydney Rabbitohs eighteen. Crowd of twenty six and a half thousand, and the doggies tries to cook, double to parrot. Brett Morris, Curtis Rayner, Sean Lane also with tries. Hodgkinson four of six conversions, and the uh, rabbits, Bryson Goodwin, Alex Johnson, and Jason Clark scored tries. Reynolds three from three conversions. Statement game for the dogs, and it'll be a huge confidence boost for the finals. They um, just fucking dominated that first half. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really cracking, suffocating type footy, and it was the dogs at their best. Um, <clears throat> again, perfect tune-up for the finals. Um, I thought Young Cook had a fucking cracker of a game in, in Leisha's place. Just 
doesn't seem to be the most naturally gifted bloke, but as far as hustle plays go, yeah, yeah. that guy's got it in spades. Um, I thought he, he really got the, the dogs go forward happening and and, and got the, the forwards running really nice angles. Um, I think Leash is in trouble, to be perfectly honest. I mean, there's, con- there's, well, there's a contest for his spot. Well, there, there definitely is. There's an authentic contest, you know, if this guy can continue to do that. He's not helping his cause by... Um, by getting injured, that's for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, Cook had a, a really great game, and you know, we might see next season where where he and Leisha are sort of splitting the hooking duties mm. a little bit. Um, he seems he seems too good to be spending a, a huge amount of time in reserve grade. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brett Morris, I'm going to go so far as to say he's the dog's most important player heading into the finals. He. Um, He's not predictable. He just he just is is really injecting himself into games at, at perfect times, and that's a sign of a good fullback. Uh, and considering he's played most of his career on the wing, that's that's pretty impressive effort. Uh, him and his brother just just bring that extra dimension to the to the dogs' play. But given their the size of their forwards, Brett Morris, the more that he can sort of sweat on those guys uh, as they as they're hitting the ball up and trying to grab a sneaky offload through the middle of the ruck um, against tired forwards and, and tiring defences, um, it, it might just be, you know, a game-breaking game breaking type play in, in a finals match for the Dogs. And uh, he's... Fuck, if he gets in the clear, no one's going no to stop him. He's, got, he's strong. He can burst, bust through a tackle. So he, he brings a lot to the table as a fullback, and it's great to see him playing so well. Okay, um, Chapo. Of course, you've got to give him a say. Sea uh, South, that's what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Hash LOL at South. Hash scum of the league. Hash kick the cunts out again. Shane Aaron Elvis. Shout out to the magician. Happy birthday, mate. He had a birthday a couple of days ago. Do all magicians like horses? Are they all born on the same day? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know any other magicians that we can use to test the theory? No. Mm-hmm. Just him and Robbie Farrer. <laughs> Robbie got a pretty shit birthday present if that was the case. <laughs> Fucking disgraceful from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He's tweeted it to the actual Digi. Poor Digi. Hash ashamed. Hash disappointed. Sexy underscore Bethany 97. <laughs> the transsexual version of... <laughs> you fucking what mate? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kirisome Karma is in full force tonight. Hash stop domestic violence. Uh, then we had a GT351 underscore John's. He must have been drunk. I'm, I'm going I'm to read this the way it's written, okay? And then I'll, then I'll go through and read it the way I think it should be. Great we Dogs were awesome tonight. Best effort I've seen by, by my team this year. Suck poo, tootles, drunk Goanna scumbags. Now, what I think he means is great win. Dogs were awesome tonight. Best effort I've seen by my team this year. Suck poo, toothless, drunk Goanna scumbags. I think. How can one man get 140 characters so wrong? His blood type is Uzo. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> moving on to the tip. Saliabo. He has an alcohol blood limit. <laughs> the Sharkies, 40. Fed a bag of dicks to the West Tigers, 18. A chaff bag full. At the tip, just under 16,000 people. So the crowds are starting to improve with the um, performances there, Sharkies. The Sharkies, 40, came from tries to Luke Lewis, Michael Gordon, Fecky, Ennis, Valentine Holmes with a double. Wade Graham with tries well. Gordon, 5 of 7 conversions and a penalty goal. The Tigers, 18, tries to Simona, to Powell and Sirenen. 3 of 3 conversions to Patty Richards. Uh, 
I'll say one thing, this game was entertaining. Oh. Entertaining like watching 13 grandfathers jerking each other off. So you're saying there's no entertainment value whatsoever? Zero entertainment value. For fuck's sake, what a fucking, just a disaster of a spectacle of the great game of rugby league between these two teams. One of these teams is, is going to be a top four side potentially and the other one's probably going to get the wooden spoon and deservedly so based on this horse shit that they dished up for 80 minutes. I think the Sharks showed that no matter they're standing on the ladder, they're always capable of Sharks football um, and, and teams can can drag the Sharks down to, to their level and the Sharks then take it upon themselves to go even further. Um the Tigers' defensive mindset's really working a treat. And and the newfound Chuck at Damati to power attacking philosophy. I mean, it's 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 coaching genius. And You might only convert one 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 in every ten of 12. those crash balls. Fuck. <laughs> and and Marty Marty to power, I love you, mate. I love you. I think you're fantastic. You literally built like a fucking tank. And I think that's awesome. But you know what? You don't have to offload the football every time you carry it. Yep. You can take a fucking tackle rather than turning the ball over. Yeah, yeah. Very frustrating. And uh, I've, I've said it to a bunch of different people. I've, I've n- never wanted a season to end so badly as I do this one. Yeah, I feel the same way. But I can tell you the last time I felt this way, 2009 which is another fucking season where it was just so full of like bitterness and just shit that I wanted to see the back of. Like, you know, you had the Brett Stewart case and things like that, mm. you know, happening. Oh, fuck me, dead. It's tiring, man. But the funny thing is, like, the Sharks, being a Shark football, I mean, the Tigers were fucking out of this. And somehow, without doing anything good, they found themselves back in it. Exactly. And But then when they hit that point, just bam, bam, game over, that fucking intercepty sort of thing that... Whereas like Keefe, yeah. fucking Keefe decided to become an offload machine and unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Galloway hit the ball up like that. It's probably be a good five or six years. Yeah, that was his best hit up that I've ever seen. I think. And he definitely hooked it, and then someone knocked it back straight into the arms of fucking Valentine Holmes. Yep, straight to the gate. You got anything else to say? No. Merciful, short and sweet. Cruzy zero six. After round 24, all I know is that Tigers in decline is in full effect again. Special Been there, K- done yeah. that. Special, Special, K- <laughs> Special K online. Two week old bags of picnic bar looking dicks drenched in hot dog water just for you, Glenn. Holmes is greater than hot sauce. Fuck Hash team God. of destiny. Look, I'll take your disgusting bag of dicks, but saying just utterly, utterly ill-informed, uneducated... Flat out ignorant. Shit like that. Valentine yeah. Holmes better than Tedesco. Please. Fucking please. He doesn't even have a better name. No. Not even close. Exactly. Not Bush. even close to having a better name. <laughs> Bush Brendan. I'm starting to think the West Tigers don't care about helping out the Seagulls. Hash help out a brother. Hash stop the decline. They don't care about helping out their own fan boss <laughs> by jagging the fucking win every once in a while. Mossagoon85, this is a very, this is, this is a telling tweet. I can't take this shit no more. We're 100% brain dead and fucking dumb football team. Fucking all make me sick except Teddy. Yeah. Hash all EAD. Probably could have done without the 100% brain dead thing. Yeah. Everyone was already well aware of that and I think it's got <laughs> fuck all to do with the Tigers. 
Up hop. Are the Tigers making a late push for hashtags and decline to be the hashtag of the year again? I think they might be actually. Hash conspiracy theory is going to get around shortly. Mad dog underscore no space. Get the poor poor ointment ready. Glenn has some dicks to eat. <laughs> the biggest tiger. Two tweets in a row from our, from our mate. He said, Glenn, I know you're hurting. We all are. As a school teacher, I'm able to find positives in a lake of shit. Allow me to help you with episode 203. We did rely on Ted for our points. We scored in both halves. Paddy didn't miss a conversion. Didn't pick up injuries. Only two games left. <laughs> the only thing I take away is that there's only two games left. <laughs> It'll be over soon. The North Queensland Cowboys, 50, defeat the New Zealand Warriors, 16, up over at Mount Smart Stadium in front of 14,500 people. And the Cowboys, here we go. Hat-trick to Felt. Thurston, double to O'Neill. Um, Spina with a try. Hess, Kane Linnett with a try. Thurston, seven of nine conversions. And the Warriors, tries two. Lolo Haya, Mamalo, and Dominic Peru, French reserve grade. And uh, two or three conversions from Lolo. How, how does Warriors get beaten at home and have 50 well, put on them? Fucking easily because it's happened several <laughs> times in the last month. McFadden has Johnson's injury as a ready made excuse, but the Warriors are downright diabolical. I just. He's not. Uh, it's not like um, Sean, Sean Johnson isn't like a, you know, Trevor Gilmiss, the sort of character <laughs> where he's a fucking bedrock and hitman in defence. Cowboys just. I mean, they executed their plays in what was a fairly simple game plan. They executed perfectly, and they've had their starters, the Cowboys, in recent weeks, but this was a nice way to blow out the cobwebs. Losing Morgan is uh, is a huge blow, and the subsequent disup- disruption to the side with, you know, potentially Louis coming in is a huge he- hurdle to overcome a couple of weeks out from the finals, but uh, the fact that they could put such an attacking performance on against against the Warriors, away from home, um, which is probably the biggest story for the Cowboys this season is their form away from home. Uh, and it all goes well for um, you know any away finals that they're going to have to play in a few weeks' time. So probably, the, you know, if they go on to make the grand final, yep. um, you know, they'd be confident of, uh, of being able to get the job done. Uh, yeah, I mean, terrible cost. Terrible cost for this game, but yeah. The Warriors, I thought for a moment my bet was fucking sunk because I actually did go uh, Cowboys 13 plus. But uh, all good in the end. The Warriors suck balls, whose uh, Twitter name is now sucks to support them. And he's like, fuck me, do they practice throwing away leads? This mental weakness is on is on the coach and players. Time to support RTS and Luke. Jeez. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to be the ones that save the day as far as like a whole team of mental toughness or weakness. John 17. That's J double A double H double N seventeen. I've never called it, but fucking hash refs fault. Jeez, fifteen <laughs> to sixteen. Sydney Roosters twelve to feed the Brisbane Broncos ten. Allianz Stadium Saturday night crowd of just over nineteen thousand, and the Roosters twelve points came from tries to Brendan Elliott and Boyd Cordner. Maloney one from two conversions and a penalty. The Broncos, their ten points came from tries to Kahu and Oates. Kahu hit a conversion. Corey Parker crucially missed one. I thought this was a. A cracking game of footy. It was a huge game, high intensity, and a real finals-like atmosphere. And, and I thought the Roosters showed their toughness in order to win it. They uh, they lost Mitchell Pearce, they lost uh, Letters, and I think the Broncos showed a slight chink in their armour. You would, I would have expected, given the adversity that Chooks faced, the Broncos really knuckled down and, and just grind the Roosters out of the game. But 
it wasn't to be. And one player I thought might have had a big influence on the game as, you know, especially with letters out and, and the extra expectation of, of the other forwards, specifically the front rowers. Um, I thought that might have heightened their fatigue level and, and Milford as the game wore on and, and certainly late in each half um, and, and late in the game itself really could have influenced that game a lot more than what he did and, and got the Broncos home but wasn't to be for them and uh, the Roosters showed their, their finals hand in the, how they're going to play finals football um, with albeit with Jackson Hastings uh, filling in admirably in the halfback spot which he's going to have to do for what four or five weeks six or eight weeks until I mean, at first, he's going to play the finals. Yeah, so at first, the fe- yeah, weeks. I think first week of finals. I mean, there was a real fear, like you know, it could have been season sort of thing, but um, that's since been you know revised after you know the dust has settled in the game. Good player, Hastings. I, I like him as a player, and um, but really, the biggest difference in the game was Maloney. Um, yep, his passing game, his kicking game. It's just like you think, fucking, uh, getting rid of the wrong half. I mean, there was a lot made, you know, when it was contract yeah. time for him. There was a lot made of missed tackles and things like that. But, I mean, he's fucking, he's been on point, man. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, through this run. Um, End of the match. Yeah. Many, many times, too, over the last two months. Mr. Underscore Wars. Two men down. Yes, even Pierce. Still stood up. Kept going forward. Deserved the win and premiership favouritism. Well played, Roosters. That was measured. Measured and gracious. I was very impressed with that tweet, actually. Laws Australia. What does Zeus, Thor, and a quiet day with my two-year-old and the 2015 Brisbane Broncos have in common? They're all myths. We don't hear much from old Australia, Australia these days. We just chance no. it every now and again, throws in some gold. Slips a hand grenade in. Yeah, at Shane Aaron Elvis. Congrats. Sydney Roosters going for a third minor premiership in as many years, but the last team to do that are proven cheats. Hash <laughs> just saying. Bit of, bit of South, man. <laughs> Jake underscore Chook. How brave are the Chooks? So, so brave. So, so brave. Gold Coast Titans 28 defeated Canberra Raiders 12 um, up at the uh, Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a crowd of reportedly over 8,500. Fucking get the fuck out of here. Get in the fucking sea. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's the problem. That's where they all are, in the fucking sea. Get out of the fucking sea and actually go (laughs) to the games. Khalifa Fi-Fi Law, two tries. Gee, that would have stuck in Henry's crawl. Kane LG, Ryan James, and uh, Nene McDonald tries Mortimer. Sorry, Mortimer missed his conversions. He's fucking shit out. LG two of three, and two penalty goals for LG as well. The Raiders twelve came from tries to Sam Williams and Jared Croker, and uh, Jared Croker two of two conversions. I thought LG had some good touches of class to show that there'll be some things to cheer about on the Gold Coast next season and beyond. Um, was involved in in most of the good things the Titans just Titans did, and, and tried to stand tall in defence as well, which. It hasn't really been a knock on his defence, but he's not the biggest bloke out there. Canberra certainly tested yeah. him out, but um, he he answered every question. Um, this game will be renowned for the fucking soft tries it turned in. Sam Williams possibly the softest try in the history of rugby league. Then along comes Ryan James with a, with a close second, and not to be outdone, Jared Croker scores one later in the game, <laughs> which they may be the three softest tries in the history of rugby league all in one game. Yeah. Um, some horrible goal line defence. I, I don't rate the Titans at all. Um, this game was fucking shit. I, on I both expected. Sides. I expected more from the Raiders to be. Um, to be quite honest with you, but they. have chucked it in for sure. They, they? They've, they've definitely turned it up. And Blake Austin, 
just uh, he's not playing to the same level that he was uh, when, when you, you got the feeling that the Raiders were in contention and storming towards the finals. Yeah. No fucks there from, uh, from the Saint Viking. But this is a fucking horrible game, and the scoreline makes you, it gives you some some hope in the Titans. So yeah, but it, it's Elgie. Elgie was a good performer, and the rest was just fucking awful. Mm. Like this game was fucking shit. It was actually like it took over as being the worst game of the of the round. You know, over the <laughs> over the Thursday night football game. Mup, you're only as good as your last game. Kane Elgie and Tyrone Roberts are the best halves in the comp. Cheers. And we'll get to him. Solzy04, honestly, Canberra Raiders. He sent this to their official account, Raiders Canberra. The fans deserve a better end of the season than this. Has given up. Unky D. <laughs> Tip for Gronk's desperate to have tweets read out. Tweet about matches with Raiders or Titans. A match with both is guaranteed. <laughs> so I had to put the, that in there to prove it was guaranteed. Uh, fantasy underscore NRL CEO. If the Titans score a try at the Hope Solo Coliseum and there's no fans there to see it, did it actually happen? Probably not. He was up at uh, Australia Zoo the next day, I think, and he did a, a picture of the, the grandstand there where they did yep. the croc feeding show, and he's like, there's more people here than there were at the Titans game. <laughs> uh, ben Dunn, 43. I feel like I'm watching bum fights watching this Raiders vs. Titans game. It did have that vibe. Did you watch bum fights? No. It's these guys, like, I, I, don't, I think they may got arrested for it. But um, they, like, pay, literally, you know, with a camera, rocked up and, and, like, gave homeless people money to fight. Jesus fucking Christ. In the streets, untrained against each drunken, you know, in, in, you know, terrible state of life. Hobos. Boy. And then they, they ended up befriending this one, and they called him Rufus the Stunt Hobo, I think. And then they sort of got him doing all sorts of jackass shit. And this guy was clearly like a fuck, fucking wreck of a human. Yeah. Like, just... I don't agree with that. No, it's, it's just awful. The Parramatta Eels, 20, defeat the mighty Manly Seagull, 16 at Brookvale Oval. Crowd, they still an official crowd of 11,000. That's ridiculous. Um, Looked like it was more than that, but it was a rainy fucking day, I guess. Uh, Eels, 20, a double to Semi-Radradra. Mao and Faramo also with tries, two of four conversions to Luke Kelly. Manly, 16, came for tries to Matai, Hiku and Hassan. Hassan to Potato scored the opportunistic try of the decade. Uh, Two or three conversions from Jamie Lyon. Gutsy win from Para, I have to say. They um they stuck it out and Manly came back at them and looked like that they were ultimately just gonna overwhelm them and, and, and finish the stronger, but in the end they fucking squeaked out a win and to everyone's surprise, I I, I don't know that there was too many people thinking the power were gonna hold on. I was pretty fucking angry about this game <laughs> when I was watching it. And um there could have really been two different recaps for this game, to be honest. Manly were fucking awful in this game. Just like, no, no fucking desire. Parramatta were awful in this game. Absolutely no fucking desire. <laughs> However, one team managed to eke out over other team. It's also... if uh, it, I've got this... One team th- proved to have less just, desire than the other team. I've just got this... Th- well, no, one team had fucking Peter Hicku magnetised to the centre third of the field again and so making <laughs> two easy fucking tries for Semi. You, you're on Semi. Just mark up against the cunt, no matter what. If you're fucking marked up on, if you're numbered up on on players, and Semi's out there five meters to your right, you know when you're facing him, maybe don't fucking bet on the fact that they can't throw a fucking ball across the face of you to get to him. Yeah. Maybe mark your man, play it safe, and knock him out the touch because he's standing on the touch line. But yeah, I'll, I'll look, I was Semi Semi Red Radra by very different by his very definition. In his, it's in his DNA. He's a, he's a simple man. He doesn't. He yeah. he catches a ball close to a sideline and runs across a fucking touchline. A, a, a try line. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not 
he's not dancing the, the tripping the light fantastic out there. He's he's not showing like fucking two hours of check footwork or anything does, like that. He's got thing. speed and he's got fucking power you know, with his size. That's right, and he does those things very very well. Uh-huh. But just put yourself in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Now modern footballers cannot fucking play wet weather football anymore. The amount of ridiculous drops. It's just seemed like every time Manly fucking carted it up from twenty meters out, they like with a forward, they fucking dropped it. Didn't matter who it was, even if it wasn't even whether it was a potato or a fucking contributor, they fucking drop it. And so fucking frustrating. I was oh, getting the car. Leo and I went down to get the car. Uh, sorry, that was earlier. I took Leo down. We got the uh, we washed the, the family car. Then I, I took the Ute down on my own, and um, I washed that, and I had to wait before I could get into a wash bay yep. sort of thing. And I had the game on the radio. It was so fucking frustrating. Honestly, I never thought that I could fucking watch a game more frustrating than that fucking Tigers versus Cronulla game. <laughs> and then, mere 24 hours later, surprise, motherfucker, here we go. Here's the most frustrating game ever. My brother was over as well. I'm just like... Oh, watching it's a frustrating so... game with a frustrating cunt. Oh, and it's just... Why? And it's so fucking... It and, and, and like my mum was here and with the kids here... It's so frustrating to sit in front of a fucking TV set and you just want to start fucking calling everyone a cunt and fucking do something you can't. Can't. Kids are nearby. And then you've got fucking like three-year-old fucking Aubrey going, going, Daddy, is Manly winning yet? Are we winning? Oh, look, I love you. You're beautiful. I love that you fucking invested in the result of the game. But fucking shut up. <laughs> This game is giving me cancer and I might fucking reflexively backhand you. <laughs> fucking hell. But Brilliant. then, you know, given time to reflect on the on on the outcome and everything and looking at the ladder predictor and that, I just realized, dude, you need to fucking chill. Just trust. You're the team of destiny. The very implication of destiny is that you've got no control over it. This was meant to happen. This was meant to fucking happen for some reason. Maybe it was the flat performance they needed to inspire them for the difficult challenge ahead. With if they had a jag this win out here with a try at the end, um, you know, would they? You know, they wouldn't have the fucking desire to go against the juggernauts like the Roosters next week. So this was what they needed. This was the fucking. They felt terrible in the dressing room. Players would would destroy it. But now they've had a chance. They've had a chance to look at the ladder predictor, and they know it's fucking on. Destiny will take care of the dragons. They need to take care of their shit. Just get on this wonderful ride of destiny towards the premiership win. Uh, just take it. Any team losing to this Parramatta side twice in one season needs to seek immediate medical attention, probably in Thailand, uh, I, where I they're going to be I, in a couple of weeks. I cannot fuck it. I cannot abide that fucking statement coming from someone who lost to the Knights twice. <laughs> losing Matt Ballon is a huge blow. Uh, should Manly still make the finals, which they they obviously can, as much as it pains me to admit it. If result, you know, if they they win both their games and and St George lose both their games, not just St George lose one of them one because game, cause you think probably in, yeah. because two wins by you know by their very nature, you know, you're probably going to make up the the twenty points. And the Dragons by losing a game, you know, they're probably they're, they you know by that nature they're, they're dropping points. So mm. you know, I think I think that just winning the games probably brings the margins back to what they need to be. If the Dragons lose happen to lose twice, then that gives us another free hit. But you know, you'd, you'd, you'd rather not fucking go down that road, right? You know, you'd, you'd rather just you know, get get the job done, and fucking win. The only highlight this guy for me, but... you're right. You're right with Ballon. That I mean, yeah, good job fucking sending him back out on a clearly fuck knee. I, I, don't... I imagine that was fucking Scott Penn's decision. <laughs> I don't. I don't reckon his ACL was done. 
before they sent it him out. It was fucking half done. Clearly wasn't right. I mean, he had to be, you know, it was almost going to be fucking stretched off the first time and then yeah. they changed their mind and he sort of hobbled off, you know, with a guy under each arm. But um, that was the difference in the game, honestly. I think having him in the second half fucking, you know, giving just at least some decent, uh, defensively yeah. and some and just some proper fucking service from dummy the half. The commentators, um, and again, I, I didn't actually watch the game on TV, but I, the commentators were, were making a point of pointing out, um, what's the young kid's name? It replaced him. The replaced um, Ballon. Well, the the replacement would have been probably Cheekan, but he wasn't. It would have been probably was it Leary chucking it from Dummy Half? Leary. Or was he horror was um, getting in there as well? Maybe? No, no. I'm, I'm, I think it might have been Leary. Um, they were making many many comments about how fucking tired he was, yeah. trying to you know shoulder that trying defensive be, yeah. workload. Um, and you know you're just not going to get that with Matt Ballon. Yeah, and then the forwards. That I mean, fucking doesn't get tired. The forwards should all be fucking ashamed of themselves because. Um, I mean, they, you know, Willie was still suspended, so they didn't have someone to try and pick him up and take him with him. But it just, it was like, they just didn't want to fucking do the hard work. They dropped the ball too many times under collisions, and so they decided they just wanted to stop having those collisions and dropping the ball. Fucking the one that highlighted the game, though, was fucking Tafua. Unfucking believable. Kick goes deep into the in-goal area, and he's willing it over the line, willing it over the line, willing it over the line. Parramatta player, I think it was like Faramo pouring through, dives for the ball, and Tafua just sort of picks it up and goes, yoink, before he can plant it, and then just takes off downfield. Nearly got it all the way. I mean, things like that should have been converted into, into tries. I mean, there was, you know, situate, you know, there's always like the personal fouls that happen after that where a guy should be sent for fucking, you know, riding the cunt like a horse so his defensive line can get back. But despite that, you've still got him at sixes and sevens. You just need forwards to run straight and just set yourselves and just fucking relax. So wasn't to be. But uh yeah, trust in destiny will be fulfilled as of this week. Baby BNC. Now the rage has subsided. I've realised this was a game the team of Destiny had to lose to achieve their final form. Good job, bud. Andy underscore Siegs. Whenever my team loses and Chapo's team wins, I think, ah, oh, well, at least I get to have sex. Tall Hayden. Manly could still make the eight. Partly relies on Tigers beating Dragons in round 26. Such conflicted emotions. <laughs> Lynn Shields. I can just imagine Penn, Kelly and Peters all giving each other a quiet nod. We did the right thing. They can go to hell. Ah, Benso. Can't complete a set. Thankfully, Eels can tackle. Drop, drop, bloody drop. Hashiku Haiku. And Jason's 400. Manly fans are realising that for another year, their team is no better than the Raiders, Titans, Eels and Tigers. Sadly. Saying for another year is implying that it's happened before. Wrong. And at the end of the day, they are still ahead of all those other teams that you mentioned as well. So, fuck you, Jace. The Newcastle Knights, 20, defeated the Melbourne Storm 6 in Monday night footbitch at Amy Park in front of a crowd of under 9,000. Melbourne Storm fans, fucking get around yourselves. Uh, Knights 20, tries to Kirk Yidley, Tyrone Roberts and Tarek Sims. A more maligned trio of fucking try scorers could you, could you find this season? Even Tyron the commentator Roberts. when Gidley scored, even the commentator sounds surprised. Yeah. Two or three conversions to Roberts, uh, two penalty goals as well. And the Storm had a try to Munster and a uh, conversion to Cameron Smith. The scenes of Baderis in the sheds after the game was a real highlight of this season for me. Just the fucking joy on that guy's face yeah. for a guy that doesn't want a head coaching gig. Still doesn't after this. Yeah. Still, they asked him again and he still doesn't want it. <laughs> um, it was great the way his reaction with the players and, and stuff. It's it's good that it restore, restores your faith in footy a little bit despite your fucking your own team's horrible results. Um, the Knights actually have a pretty solid record over Melbourne in recent times and um, I don't want to call it a hoodoo but 
Jeez, that's an impressive win for Newcastle down there. Uh, with Melbourne at home and being having been so convincing, they've been very dominant, especially in that like since that new stadium came on board. Yeah, their their record down there is fairly imposing. Newcastle have gone down and and really fucking dominate them. Newcastle beat them. Minutes, beat, Newcastle so. beat them down there when they were last. Yeah, Manly beat them down there when they were last. So. Yeah. I'm not trying to say you're full of shit because they are very good at Amy Stadium. But this season they have let some one, they have let some games go. That's for sure. Yeah, Melbourne can't win the comp. The gap between their best and their worst performance is is the biggest it's ever been in the history of their club. And they can't put them together week up. You need to put it together for three, four weeks exactly. in a row. And you know? that's what they've always been good at. Mm-hmm. And, and you just you're coming out. They're getting they got done by the Tigers a few weeks ago. Um, you know, done by the Knights here. You know. In the in the space of a month, yep. The um, I don't I don't think they can win the comp. No, I agree. Sexy underscore Bethany ninety seven. The purple cheese got beaten by the Canes of the Newcastle players that haven't gone over the retirement home across the sea. GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Shit cunts could have knocked South out of a top four spot and made it harder for the drug cheese to get fourth. Plus, giving the dogs a chance at four. Mate, I think the dogs do have a chance at four. Settle the fuck down. Sober up. Cavernous hope. Great win. Nearly as good as beating Tigers twice. Hash go Knights. Hash Tigers in decline. At Swarzy. That's S-W-A-R-Z-E-Y. Worst team in the comp, they said. Smashed by 6,000, they said. Hash Knights on the incline. Hash back-to-back. Hash 2016 Premiers. (laughs) Jesus. Maybe organise yourself a coach. Maybe, uh, you know, get yourself a fucking hooker. May I recommend one that's come on the, come on the market recently? <laughs> but um, no, all, all credit to the Knights. I was I was riding those motherfuckers home when they got that lead, and that you know, then you could just sort of you could tell that it's had the belief that they were going to win. They started forcing repeat sets. Fucking Foreign and Cherry Evans, check that out. Repeat sets are fucking incredible when you're trying to fucking <laughs> clear down on the game. <sighs> But yeah. good job, good job, Knights. I mean, the only downside, of course, is that um, it puts the Tigers into outright last place. But the good side of that is that hopefully it motivates them to beat the Dragons in round 26 to get Manly in the finals. So, destiny works in funny ways. Previews. Round 25 of the 2015 Telstra Premiership. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Brisbane Broncos at Allianz. Thursday night football to kick us off. Sorry. Um, this is going to be a, a cracking game. I, uh, they showed um, on Fox, they showed round eight last season between these two teams, which is an absolute cracker. Went right down to the wire. And I expect something similar in this game. The, um, the Broncos away from home, Rabbitohs without Inglis. Yeah, and, and without Inglis, is, that's one thing. But then you've got to look at the implications of without Inglis. Alex Johnson moves the fullback, and he is outright fucking diabolical yeah, he has fullback. He has Joel Reddy comes onto the wing. I'm sorry. More. Brisbane Broncos win by 1,000. They, I mean, like South want they, they they have the they have the the power the powerful incentive of top four. They need to win to get that. They welcome back Isaac Luke and they welcome back Luke Keary. But Alex Johnson has been such an abject failure at fullback. When they were on, when they were really on the ropes, 
this season, it was in that period there through Origin where Alex Johnson was fullback. And I just don't know if they could fucking, you know, withstand it against a Broncos side that's fairly fairly settled, you know, for the most part. I mean, sure. um, they got late withdrawals of Maranta and Reed, apparently, who have not been named. But, you know, I think they can fucking withstand the loss of those guys, to be honest. And they want the home final too, so, yeah. Friday night football, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the Sydney Roosters. Brookvale Oval, last rookie game for Jeff Tuvey as coach. And uh, this one. Is that the motivation for Manly to win? I would hope so. Um, this one, Blake Leary's been named in nine. Not sure what's going to go, what's actually going to happen there. Um, you know, could there be a surprise Jaden Hodges call up? I, I, I don't know. Justin Horro, I remember when, when Ballon was injured earlier in the season, Justin Horro did some time from Dummy Half 2 and he wasn't too bad. So they, they do need to sort out some proper service from Dummy Half. No, absolutely no doubt about it. G would have been handy to have someone like Jamie Bure available at this time of year, but, um, mm. you know, it is what it is. Otherwise... Certainly enough talent left in that manly side to um, to be hugely competitive and, and possibly even squeak out a win versus the Roosters. The Roosters obviously have some of their own injury worries. Um, Terrible ones too with their, you know, potentially two of their best three players. Absolutely. In, uh, in uh, Letters and uh, Mitchell Pearce. And Jennings as well. Sorry, he's been suspended. Forgot well, about that. I just think it's... Um, jury's going to be out on, on how the Roosters cope without Pearce and, and Hargraves. And um, I think Manly are the more settled side, and I'm going to go for Manly in a close one. Manly to win just for no other reason than destiny dictates they must. Really. And I'm not even going to put a margin on it. I'll just let the fucking chips... Let, let the chips fall where they may. I'd like to see him win by 10 points, minimum. But look, at this point, I'll just take the win and, you know, we'll rack up a score on the Sharkies next week. Paramount Eels take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Speak of the devil. Pertech Pillow Fortress, 3 p.m. Saturday afternoon. And this one. Both teams coming off uh, victories last round. Eels are two oh, home just, games in a yeah, row. This is the first uh, of the two. I just can't go past Cronulla. I think they'll be uh, far too strong for the Eels and and keep on their uh, late surge uh, in, deep into the finals. Really, I mean, in, in a dry weather game, Parramatta have got no no option. Yeah, you know, they've, they've got no ability to compete with any, with anybody in the competition. I think. I mean, they've got some hard hitting forwards and some axes and things like that that are great for wet weather mm. and wars of attrition when there's not a lot of ball movement. But and like I'm not saying that Cronulla Sharks are the fucking Harlem Globetrotters either. They're going to be chucking around, but. They will, you know, they, they certainly have more more to offer, and um, especially with you know their, their talisman, the super halfback, one of the most valuable players in the competition, Jeff Robson. So uh, yeah, Sharkies to win. I mean, they want a top four spot. I mean, you know, desire is one thing for the Sharks. I mean, you know, history is another. You know, sure. just and just the just the re- repetitive failure of that organisation. But you know, I guess we'll see how much they want it. The Newcastle Knights take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs Hunter Stadium, and I do believe that this is Old Boys Day, which does have you know a meaning. Further to that, they always seem to go well on the Old Boys Day game. Further to that, though, I believe that Alex McKinnon will be going through some sort of ceremony to be inducted as an old boy. Okay. So there's some there's some fucking there's some there's some tear jerking there's some juju around this thing motivating yeah. stuff. Is it enough to get the Newcastle Knights over the over the Bulldogs? I don't think so. I think the Bulldogs will will deal with uh, the anniversary not the anniversary the um, commemoration of uh, Alex McKinnon there and um, I think they'll uh, they're professional enough I think they'll be able to deal with it and get a win 
the Bulldogs, I think, are um, the. I'm not, I'm not going to say they're tanking this game, but I mean, they're they're resting Josh Reynolds and Aiden Tolman. So still, although, although, although those though. guys have been yeah, oh, you know, Cassiano's been massive lately, and I don't just mean like normal. You know, he's, he's, he's guts. <laughs> I mean, like his his performances have been massive. And uh, look, I think that the doggies will do very well to lose this game. But having said that, you know, we did say that the Storm would beat them by six thousand at home too. So. You know, they can pull out a surprise the other nights, and, um, you know, wouldn't it be great if they did do it for Alex? Rise for Alex, fuck yous. But don't rise too far because it's the, the Tigers need to have faith that they can get back for <laughs> and avoid the spoon. They need to have something to play for in round 26. Melbourne Storm take on North Queensland Cowboys uh, at uh, Amy Park Saturday night, 7.30 game. This one, well, fuck. I mean, Melbourne don't usually have two diabolical performances in a row. No. That's point one. They will uh, be still. Come kickoff in this game, their asses will still be stinging. Yeah. Yep. From and, tirade. Yeah, and Bellamy, Bellamy probably, and they'll, they'll probably, you know, you'll see some tape on, on the players' wrists where they've got a little uh, passport-sized photo of their family stuck in there, um, <laughs> their family tied up, you know, in some undisclosed location where Bellamy's put them. Um, Cowboys, for their part, lost Tamau and Michael Morgan. Both of them gone yep. for at least the foreseeable future. Certainly brings them slightly back to the pack. I, I no wife beater, so there's no Louis Karma, because mm. Ray Ray that's in the number six jersey. I think Melbourne will be too strong. I don't think they'll play that badly two weeks in a row, and uh, I think that they'll be looking to prove that they're... Uh, Serious finals contenders and at, well, at their best they're very good. Sorry, at their best they're very good. The Storm. Yeah. At their worst they may as well be fucking Newcastle. Uh, and I don't know if they haven't put two diabolical ones together this year. Yeah, still, they? still good enough to beat West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you. Okay. Uh, the West Tigers. Speaking of Devils, take on the New Zealand Warriors. Campbelltown. Is this the final? Is this this is um the final home game for you guys? Yeah. So this is the final, you know, home in quotes, even though it's not Leichhardt, home in quotes for, for Robbie Farah, potentially. Um, they need this to fucking... I mean, they'll know what happens with the Knights game. They'll know whether they need one win or two to get back out of the spoon contention. I, I believe they're faster period of the Knights in terms of for and against. But, um, look, yeah. fucking... This, what, what happens... If, if, this we Rob- can't, if we can't beat the Warriors, especially with this Robbie stuff, then... Away from home. Yeah. No Sean Johnson. Fuck. Really, they started. They should started win by so, forty, which means we'll probably squeak out a, a, you know, golden point victory. If the Warriors come blasting out and go sixteen nil in like no time flat like they did against the Warriors, the Tigers probably get a fucking ass whipping. Absolutely, they're yeah, not coming back. They're not going to turn around and put fifty on them. No. So they really need to hold them early, but um, you know, we'll find out what happens. I mean, if they drop their bundle really, really badly in this game then you'll know everything you need to know about the fucking Robbie Farrow situation, right? Absolutely. If they play like gods, then unfortunately for Robbie, that probably says something too. True. Gold Coast Titans take on St. George Illawarra Dragons. This one is the Channel 9 game. I mean, the the person who thought that was a good idea, even like six <laughs> weeks ago whenever they organised it, this was never a fucking good idea. Never. Um, never, never. Ridiculous. Um, so, the Titans, down Greg Bird and Ryan James... Uh, Greg Bird, of course, Tory's groin, I think, the first kickoff of the match. Yeah, in the kickoff. Yeah, straight away. Um, Gold Coast, as we said, diabolical last week with the exception of Kane Elgy. He's still there, though, so, you know, looking for positives because we really need the Titans to win this game. Rugby League needs it. 
quite frankly. I think they will. I think the Titans will beat the Dragons, and um, I think James Roberts will be uh, prominent in that victory. Gee, I mean, if, if Penrith had a James Roberts, they would have run away with that game. Oh, they did too. Oh, well. <laughs> Should, have Should have hung on then, eh? Um, Nightingale back for the Dragons, so that's going to be a big boost. And Joel Thompson is probably the biggest boost back for them. Sure. Maybe he might shore up some of their bullshit in there, but they can. the Dragons have got the big incentive that they can not wrap up a final spot, but they can get... You know, they'll know the result of the Manly game already by time, you know. And if Manly win, they'll really need to get some extra motivation to win this game to, you know... Keeping the mix. Canberra Raiders take on the Penrith Panthers down in Canberra. Monday night foot bitch. And this one. In the past, automatically, I'd be like, it's in Canberra, it's on Monday night. Raiders, fucking smash it. But yeah. Canberra have got a terrible record at home this season. They've butchered their fucking advantage. Butchered it. PJ Leilua. Joey Leilua. Didn't mention this in the match. Talking about the match. What a fucking idiot he is. Comes back from a shoulder charge suspension and a fucking douche So Brenko Lee comes in. He just doesn't seem like a very smart human being. He's a... Well, I mean, everything in his career up to this point. Much like uh, myself, I think the Panthers are are looking forward to the end of season and uh, it will be fairly graphically evident in this game too. I think Canberra will probably run out winners by more than 20 points. So we've got Wunga Blake returning in this game, so there's some drop ball right there. Um, Coruscant starts at 5'8", which is a great dress rehearsal for what he's going to be doing next year. Sigiaro goes to hooker. He starts instead of the bench this time. So, look, I think if, if Penrith can do what they did last week, except finish the movements... Execute. Need two or three passes to stick, and they win that game easily last week. Sure. Get a okay. two or three... Because Canberra have fucking given... They've given up the ghost. They've given up for the year. Penrith, you can't say they've given up. I mean, they might be playing like shit house. They have tried their guts, but they're out fucking every week trying though. And yeah. and players, you know, actively trying to be involved in signing uh, autograph. You know, signing. That was nice. That Blake for you talking about signing Blake, the, 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 um, Techno Viking. Yeah, you talking about that? Yeah. He did the video for the girl. And yeah, everything? yeah, it was nice. Um, we always knew he was a good guy. He's a fantastic, fantastic uh, player, fantastic guy. So. Um, I'm 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 leaning towards the Raiders. I think I'm going to Penrith because they're still trying, and the Raiders haven't tried in the last couple, in the last two weeks. That is full time for episode 203. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And we're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Smash the comments, smash the likes, smash the shares, spread the word. And let's, uh, we haven't fucking given up this season, not at all. So, um, gotta show that desire, spread the word. And, you know, even we get people on right at the end of the season, you know, they can listen to the Twillies and think, who are these drunken motherfuckers? Just legit, legit had a, uh, podcast while sleeping moment I'm st- still fucking lost as to where I was headed with that I was just going to blast through it and just um, just you know let's never talk about it again well, my apologies now people are going to rewind and <laughs> start tweeting about how you're going to crash your car and shit very very confused had an iTunes review through the week from Jacko1512 
Lay off the Titans, five stars. Very funny while informative. The hosts gel well together. Just wish they wouldn't bag the Titans so much. Challenge sorry. accepted. Yeah, sorry, Jack. I mean, I will kiss their dicks if they can beat the Dragons for me this week. Let me tell you. Um, seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show, hit the subscribe button on iTunes. Give us a review and a rating. That'll keep us up the top where we love it. Tipping. David Kingston in the lead by one point. Pretty ordinary from the fucking top 10. Must have been a bit of a tipocalypse this week because the highest score in the top 10 was five out of eight. Most of them were four and there was a couple of threes in there. David Kingston broke the deadlock at top by getting four. He's on 116. Matthew Bell, second, 115. Nigel B, tied on uh, 115. Then we go back two places to Goodnight CJ on 113. Back three places to Ben Diggity, Mario C, Scott Beebe, and a further place back to NZ Tiger, Chris Blackwell, and Toto TV. So I'm prepared to say it is a three-horse race at this stage, maybe four, but we're running, you know, coming to the end of the major rounds once. If there's still a two or three-point gap when we hit finals, fucking game over. It's going to be between uh, the top three, I think. Fantasy, the Wendells, Continue to storm home, and are uh, they going to do it at a canter over top China Dragons? Rick Grimes, bitch, one trick pony, Bobbers, Warhorse, the Pool Cues, Prestige Worldwide, wide, wide. NZ underscore Magpie 54 and uh, Sea Eagle Assassins. And oh, I just have to go to my phone because I had a DM from DJ X Plane before, uh, and he sent me the um, standings for the Pick the Ladder competition. Very late, he just made it. Matty T underscore 78 on one. He moved up 11 places. Jesse McIntyre dropped one, so he's in second place now. A couple of big rises. Uh, CJ07 and East Fan went 20 and 23 up, respectively. So they're three and four. And we've got uh, Flafflin, Campo 37, Mup, uh, Sammy Boy 1986, Troy underscore 79, and a tie between Nathan Sully 89 and Devon Head on 10th place. Um, I have no idea where you are, but it's not good news. And, nah. uh, it's not good news for me either. I'll be drop. last, I reckon. No, you're not. You're in the middle of the pack, same as me. And last, <laughs> Cavernous Hope. He has legit been last pretty much from fucking go to woe in this competition. <laughs> what, you know, nothing would please me more, though, if for some, some miraculous way in the last round, <laughs> the table just aligned the way that he said it. He jumped 58 places or something. Wow. And, <laughs> And ended up at the top. I'd actually take that. I think that'd be magnificent. But uh, yeah, it's not going to fucking happen. Um, don't forget, we've still got some uh, run TMBs, run DCEs, one run DCE left to go. We want to sell more of these prints. So um makes it cheaper for everybody if we can sell some more of them. So go on to respecttheshooter.co. On the front page there, it's the first item uh, there on the featured product. So get in there and grab that. And Broncos fans. You've got like a week and a half. You've got two rounds of football to get this Eep Sleep Milf Hunt repeat going. Um, otherwise, I'm going to sh- refund the money and uh, put it in and do it because, uh, yeah, it's not going to progress itself over the off-season. So we really need to get it going. And if you guys are going to go deep into the finals, you're going to want to wear it down there in Sydney on Grand Final Day. So fucking get around it. And uh, the jerseys, as you know, they're in. And uh, I sort of specified to the guy, I said, look, you know, need them no later than that Friday before the grand final so we can take them down to Sydney where we need to. And um, he's like, yeah, cool, done. So uh, we sorted. That is all we have time for this week. So talk to you next week. Took my medicine. You did. You are very fucking... You were angrier like two weeks ago. Now you're into that... I don't even know what the stages of uh, those seven stages or whatever people say. You know, you got denial and just fucking you know. end the season now stages where I'm at. Now you're in just like I'm just looking forward to fucking grand final day now, catching up with everyone. Yeah, yeah, that'd be gold. Fuck the Tigers. We get some nice digs this time too.
Sorry? Different hotel this time. Oh, really? Closer, yeah. Closer? Yeah, it's just around the corner, back of street. Yeah, it was only a five-minute walk last time. It's like a Ridges this time. It's fucking... Sweet. It's nice. Is there a spa? I'm going to uh, get nude. Possibly. Yeah, well, there's a rooftop once. Prepare to see my right. balls. <laughs> Again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I forgot. I've got a song to finish up this week. Awesome. Fucking, if you, if you think you, you, you're sick of us talking about Jared Hayne, get a fucking load of this then. And talk to you next week. See ya. What quickness? Here's an Aussie called the pain plane. Really impressive. Here's an Aussie and the whole world's watching. Good day, mate. Watching them running. Oh, that catch. Watching him stiff arming. A stiff arm. Yeah. Now let me welcome everybody to Hain, who is the best. A rocker that's untouchable, you swear he's been blessed. San Francisco is the one to invest. The NFL has gone mad, this guy's better than sex. Fresh out of Australia, California dreaming. Soon as he step on the scene, we hear the fans screaming. Say and hey. the way that he's adapted to this game is obscene. A lean, mean money-making machine you've ever seen. He's been in the game for two weeks, making returns. Imagine what it's like when he has time to learn. 015, he'll be carving up. You'll see the whole of Australia have a 38 jersey, and it's all good. You swear he's done this every day. If they pump the ball to Hain, he'll bring it back and make him pay. So throw your arms out wide, just like a plane. He's going off. Jared Hain in California. Jared Hain's out. A new 49er. Keep running past me. Jared Hain's out. A new 49er. Gotta be happy for him. Here's an Aussie who can play. That type of foot quickness. Here's an Aussie called the Hain Plane. Really impressive. Here's an Aussie and the whole world's watching. Good day, mate. Watching them running. What about that catch? Watching him stiff arming. A stiff arm. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it, make it Hain. Make it, make it. They're looking at him read the block in front of him. Make it, make it Jared. Make it Haney. There's a power run by Hain. And Jared. abilities and learning the terminology and the line calls. Look at him switch the ball into the left hand. A wicked straight arm. Yeah, Jared Hayne. When he makes the first man miss, makes a couple more miss. And the punter has to stop him. The Hayne plane. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.